Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, guys, you be Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody: pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips. Joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
back, baby. Uh, we're back. We're back stronger than ever. I've given you lives. Isn't the whole point of this show to have conversation? 100% for comedy. Friendly room. What a weird game of chicken that is. This guy's sharp. He knows everybody's name in this room. We've been doing fake radio since 2006. Man, tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello Nidius. welcome to the program episode 3320 of the award-winning podcast never not funny we welcome you in here we are we're recording on martin luther king day because we're assholes yeah who didn't take the day off but the truth be told our, our guest is in from out of town and we had to uh, take advantage of uh, that schedule it was worth breaking the hearts of all black Americans <laughs> to get this guy in here. It, uh, uh, it certainly wasn't my part. It was, uh, uh, we're even starting a little bit later than we usually do. A lot of a lot of bending over backwards to accommodate this guy. Yeah. What if he doesn't even show it? It just ends up being a gang episode. Oh, boy. Mm, boy. That will be... That's, we will have egg on our face. I'll say that Yeah, much. right. We'll have uh, fried egg. What kind of egg do you think we'd have? Scramble? Go over easy? I think when you when I hear the phrase, I picture uh, an over easy classic cartoon. A classic cartoon. White outside, yellow middle, oh, splat. Like, like a car- yeah, a car- a drawing of the, of an egg. Yeah. Well, you know, like when a cartoon gets eggs thrown in their face, it like lands on their eyes, so it looks like the the yolks are their eyes, and then it mm-hmm. slowly slides down their face. Gross, nauseating. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I don't like eggs. We know that. Yeah. Uh, Not like, even cartoon form. I I don't. I don't like eggs. I don't. Uh, I don't, I know it's. I know it's incredible. I know it's edible, <laughs> but I still don't. Uh, still not a fan of it. Uh, well, we, as I say, we welcome you in. You're going to be hearing this on a uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, or whenever, whenever you listen, whenever you uh, get to it. Maybe you're behind. I know some folks are. Be, you know, sometimes folks are behind. Elise just got to the Ed Begley Jr. episode. Oh no, she's really behind. Yeah. Uh, she has a 10 minute commute. So. Yeah, uh, uh, that uh, I've been. Uh, I'm way behind on how to survive with Danielle and Christine, as well as uh, my friends. Uh, a cup of tea and a chat with mm-hmm. uh, Allie and Bean. I'm behind on both of those. And um, mainly because uh, my uh, my attention span sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't feel... It's not fair for me to listen to them uh, because I'm not really focused. Yeah. And uh, so it's just easier to listen to music or, or something right. while I'm walking or uh, even my commute. Although my commute today, I was listening to the, you know, the caucus coverage of Iowa, you know, mm-hmm. where they're... Uh, you know, it's a uh, forty below zero wind chill, and uh, Jesus. But, but yet that guy's cult will still come out and yeah. support him. Um, and by the way, here here's the thing about about that caucus: um, they all are fucking awful. Yeah, like not one not one of them would be a like. Oh, good, Trump didn't win. Nikki Haley did. <laughs> right. That's horrible too. Yeah, like they're all garbage. Uh, except for Vivek, I think he's terrific. I really, I like that guy. What he has to say, conspiracy theory, whack job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes tonight. I, you know, the part of me that because of they're so goddamn cocky and and also nuts. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. Is you know he's up by 28 percent in the polls. Yeah. I would love for that to be. He oh, ends up winning by 13 yeah. percent. Like and just just deflate that prick. It won't happen. Right. But that would be uh, would be nice. I don't even understand how they it works. I, they stand in all four corners of a gymnasium and yell at each other for four hours. I don't yeah. really get like this is democracy. This, this is looking, what democracy I'm, looks like. I'm looking at you, Elliot. So, sometimes they do it in somebody's house. Like yeah, you know, it's so weird. Like if it's a small enough um, precinct, right? Uh, it's like hey, we're going to Don's. 
And then could you imagine what it does? Everybody's a MAGA hillbilly, and you're the one guy that is going for you know, and yeah. you're the corner by yourself. Like, <laughs> it's gotta be uncomfortable. It'd be horrible. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why anonymous voting is such a big. I don't know how that works, but I do know that at one point in the colonies, when they first became the United States, you would go out in the middle of the road and you would wave your ballot and yell who you were voting oh for. My God. Oh yeah, and people would beat you up. If oh, they didn't like your choice. Holy shit. Well, that's going to happen tonight in Iowa. That guy, that, that poor guy in the corner for Nikki Haley, he's going to literally, they vote and they go, okay, well, Trump won. And then that guy's like, all right, all right, see everybody, see you at work tomorrow. And he's going to get jumped on the way to his pickup mm-hmm. and get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Right? The blood getting all over everybody's MAGA hat. His poor, his poor hate. I won't see it. Yep. It'll blend in. Although now they're white. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my dad had a white one. He's got the white one, uh, which is uh, just getting closer and closer to a clan hat. It really is just getting closer. <laughs> uh, well, we wish everybody luck tonight in the caucus. Does it just say, make America great again, again? You remember that? They said they were going to do that, and then they didn't do that. Yeah, because even that, like, they have they do have a limit to their... Stupidity, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they are. A, they are a gaggle of. Uh, I'll say it, they're a basket of deplorables. <gasps> oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> Somebody, we were. We did a wonderful uh, uh, pop culture with Jimmy Pardo at the UCB on uh, Saturday. We had a, 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 a an over. We had people standing in the aisles watching wow. the show. It was so crazily cool. sold out in in a way that was uh, was safe for fire marshal purposes. Uh, yeah, of course, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, some people actually, I will say this: some people were sitting on the stairs, and they uh, they were told they could not sit there yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. for fire marshal purposes. Um, but uh, we were, uh, so we're ready. To, I, I look out, you know, I peek my my little uh, my peepers. Yeah, I peek out there, and it's jammed mm-hmm. at seven o'clock. And I said, "Let's go," you know. So I tell Jack, the producer, I go, "Go tell Elliot, I'm going to go on. His, I'm ready on his cue." Mm-hmm. 7.03 goes by, 7.05, 7, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Okay, so there was a miscommunication, because I didn't, I didn't realize that was an instruction. I thought that was uh, information, because as far as I'm concerned, it's not my house. No, 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 no there's no miscommunication. Okay. That was me telling you I'm ready to go. Sure. That was not, that was, uh, it is not your call, it's the house's call. Yeah, 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 yeah. I recognize that. Very good. But I assumed... Because it looked like, I mean, there's people sitting crisscross <laughs> applesauce mm-hmm. and there's people standing, I assumed, like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. And so 703, 705, 707. And then I finally leave back backstage. And by the way, I had a pee like you wouldn't believe. And I think we're about to start uh-huh. and we're not. So it's like, A, I could have peed. And now I, now I can't. That's horrible. You got to do the whole show with a full bladder? Yeah. Ugh. And uh, uh, luckily I was wearing a diaper and I just, I just pissed my pants. <laughs> um, I just went, hang on, guys. Oh. All right, who's up? Uh, so then I, they finally, they say, oh, we're, and I found this very strange. They're still waiting on seven people. Well, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. They're late. Yeah, that's crazy. And then it happened, it, literally as soon as I, because I did say that. I said, well, I go, fuck them. They're late. Let's go. These people, these people all came on time and they're waiting. Mm-hmm. And just then they, they pulled the curtain back on that side by there. And then they, those seven people came in and stood there Wow! and they stood for the show. Now, I don't know, do they pay full price to do that? Do they get a discount to do that? Cause that's, it's not a great seat. No, that is usually like where the, yeah, you're talking about over on the stage uh, right, stage right, stage right, back house. Yeah, like, that's, that's where like, the comics would stand. That's where, like, the comics would, that's where Matthew Perry stood the one week that he watched Match Game, yeah. and then that's when he said, "I want to do this." That's where I stood next to Robin Williams and watched Mike Schmidt yeah. uh, kill for five minutes. Uh, Mandy Moore uh, was yes. there a couple of times, I standing stood, there. I stood next to her once. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was very strange. By the way, those people ended up being wonderful. The people standing over there, actually, 
on both sides, the people standing were were engaged and laughing and were wonderful. The audience was fantastic. That UCB crowd is great. The uh, the panel, as you know, was Al Madrigal, Sarah Silverman, and Blanca Patch, and um, they all did their homework. They all came prepared. Nice. And those are three brilliantly funny people being brilliantly funny. Mm-hmm. And you add my bullshit into the mix. Uh, great show. Awesome. Just a great show. Um, Sorry, I missed it. There was a guy in the in the in the. I wish you were there for this reason. There was a guy in the lobby, and maybe I'm I'm, I'm about to blow up his spot, and I mean this. Okay. Uh, Danielle Oliver and I walk in, and he says he looks like. Have you seen a picture of Rick Springfield today? I can't say. Twenty twenty four, Rick Springfield. Mm. Rick, he looks because I think he's seventy. Yeah. He, you know, he looks seventy, but he still has great rocker hair, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it kind of. Just kind of hang. It's, it's an interesting look. Garen, pull up a picture of Rick Springfield 2024 so that people know what I'm talking about. And by that, I mean the people in the room. Um, <laughs> Everyone at home to do this on your uh, own. He's, he was always thin. Yeah. But now he's 70-year-old gaunt. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So I walk in and I see this guy and he's wearing glasses. And I walk in and, I, and my, the first thing I thought was, fuck, is that Rick Springfield? Like it looked, he had a leather jacket. He looked, he looked that much like Rick Springfield today mm-hmm. that I thought it was him. And so we walk in. And I say hi to the girl behind the counter, and I'd say to, you know, uh, hey, Danielle and Oliver are here. You could take, you know, let them, you know, t- cross them off to the, uh, the the reservation list. And uh, this guy goes, oh, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? We worked on a project once together. I go, oh, hey, man, great to see you. No fucking clue he is. I don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, he goes, um, and so I give him a fist, but I said, I'm going to give you this in case I, I think I might have a little thing going on. And he goes, and he's like, oh, is it this and that? And... And he's just, he's, he's hold, I'll say, he's holding me hostage. <laughs> and I go, and I, I finally said, uh, uh, hey, dude, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get in there. We gotta do a run through. They're waiting on me to do a run through. And I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm actually late. Uh, full disclosure, this, and this one time, I was not late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got there early. We were done with the run through in record time. Mm-hmm. Like we got it done really early, mm-hmm. uh, which is why we were all ready to go at seven because they could open up the house earlier. Yeah. And, um, so then I, we walk, we, you know, we go into the hallway of the UCB, the door closes, and I turn to Danielle and I go, before they even said it, I go, I, I literally, I, I just went, no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> and Oliver just could not stop laughing. He goes, you don't know who that is, right? And I go, nope. Uh, that is not a great picture of him. Uh, look for his promo picture, Garen. Uh, all the promo pictures I'm finding are not opening up big enough to Oh, look okay. At. They look like thumbnails, and I can't find a... Uh, Good well, show that and get, and get a magnifying glass and uh, <laughs> and then show it. Uh, you project it on the wall, maybe. Uh, so, uh, by the way, it was I, I know in my head I knew it was, was not Rick Springfield because he and Richard Marks are now doing a duo tour, oh. and uh, they they sit on stage acoustically at the same time, and then they alternate songs and they back each other up. And uh, I mean, that's it. If they're doing their dirty dozen each, how's that? There it is. Yeah. So this guy, I'm not fucking around. He looked just like that. Wow. Uh, it doesn't look like he's really aged at all. No, that's got a that's got some filter. Dude. There's a lot of that's hair, got some filters. Hairbrushing happening. Um, all right, so we're waiting for this show to start. Right, we're waiting for it to begin, and um, you know, there's people that sit on the stage because it's that crowd. Like somebody yeah. sits, their knees are touching my podium. That's how close it is. <laughs> right, and so the, so the person with the knees touching my podium is then next to a chair which is next to the aisle, mm-hmm. and that chair is empty because that person is wandering the stage, looking at the podiums and looking at the screen. And I go up, I, I said to somebody, I go, uh, I go, uh, can we uh, can we get that guy off the fucking stage? I mean, <laughs> you know, can somebody tell that guy, take his seat? And 
Like, oh, no, he's just looking at the screen. Like, uh, yeah, but he shouldn't be. <laughs> like, sit down. And who was that? The guy. That, that guy. Front, yeah. That guy. Oh. Who's that guy? Interesting. And I don't, I don't, I don't. And I, if he listens to the show, sir, I apologize. And I know, I'm sorry that I'm throwing you under the bus, uh, not like a Joe Coy writer. Um, <laughs> the, I, 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 don't, I don't recall you. Uh, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that I'm taking Prevagen to kind of help with my memory. Um, I drank a lot in the 90s. My memory's not the best it used to be. If we did, in fact, do a project together 20 years ago, or even seven years ago, and I don't remember, that's on me. And I do apologize for that. Um, but find your seat. But find your seat. <laughs> but sit the fuck down. Stop Stop roaming around the stage. You're, you're an audience member tonight. It's, it's interesting because I think it's the person who I who I think it is. We were observing in the booth that he reminded us a little bit. The um, the guy who does the biography of the Ted Lasso of the, uh, mm. the team, he looked like an, an American version of oh, that guy. Trent Krim, the Independent? Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Trent Krim, the Independent. He looked at a, like an American version of that. That's a great way to put it wow. if this Rick Springfield uh, 2024 is not helping you. <laughs> right. He looked like that. Yeah, yeah. This guy... Whoever this guy is has a beautiful head of hair. hundred percent. Sounds like it. Like an infuriatingly beautiful head yeah. of hair. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Actually. As does that Trent Krim guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did think I saw that guy, uh, and I know he doesn't live here, but I thought I saw that guy near the Sony. Maybe he was. Well, that guy. The last time I saw him on something, he had shaved his head. It was what? like short. Buzz Why cut. would you do I that? Made me if you the hubris. Have, if you have that, how goddamn dare you? Yeah. You walk around proudly with that hair. He's an actor. He had to do it for a role. Well, good for him. He deserves it. He's a good actor, too. He yeah. is. Um, I forget what I was watching that he was in. but I've never seen any of those people other than uh, Sudeikis. Even the other guy that, that, that we know from the UCB, whose name I cannot pull because of Prevagen, or lack Brett of Prevagen. Uh, no, 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 I know Brett. Oh. The, the, the creator of the show. Yeah, um, Brennan Hunt. Brennan Hunt, yeah. Yeah, we know him from the UCB. I'm not sure I ever met him, but I'm disappointed that i because i would have i would love to talk soccer with that guy he's a huge lafc fan like i am a uh, huge national team fan like i am i feel like we're very aligned in our allegiances check this out by the way soccer wise yeah my uh my neck doctor mm-hmm. um her husband is a big soccer fan okay and he's korean mm-hmm. and as you know there's not a lot of korean players there's, so, there's one huge one though yeah so he that huge one's on one team and then another one's on another team okay and apparently they're playing each other in london mm-hmm. and uh for her for his birthday she got him tickets to go to that game wow so he is uh on cloud nine that's amazing that he gets to fly to um london to that's see so cool this guy whoever this guy is young man's son is the yeah. most famous that was one. it she said it i didn't yeah i didn't i'll say this i didn't care i don't really know who the other one is honestly uh, well, apparently they're playing, the, if, if, maybe for the first time or something, they're playing against each other. Yeah. There is maybe a guy on Wolves, maybe. I can't remember. I uh, Anyway, she, uh, I, and I thought of you because I thought like, yeah. uh, like this guy, what a, what a, first of all, what an expensive gift. Let's yeah. acknowledge that part of right. it. Airfare to London ain't, ain't cheap. And I'm just guessing those tickets ain't cheap and right. hotels ain't cheap. Right. As she cracks my neck and does what she needs to do, um, you know, as she as she makes it, you know, I'm going to need to see you 19 more times. Oh, oh do you? You know, uh, because uh, London is because London's calling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got. I mean, you, you can't. I, uh, some friends of ours just went over the holidays uh, to England and they went to a, a, a Liverpool game and. You can't. It's not like here. You can't just buy tickets to a game. Like basically, all the tickets are for. The supporters. You have to be a member of the club, and then oh, you get to buy oh. the tickets. And but there are these weird loopholes and side doors, and they had to use one of those. You basically, 
you spend an arm and a leg to get in and you end up like with some weird VIP situation where you're like in a club, you know, like you mm. have you have dinner with people first. So even like it, it, there's there's a, there's 50,000 people at the stadium. Yeah. Well, they're not 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 every stadium may, may apply that may not do it the same way. I'm just this is just this is what I was told about specifically Liverpool, which okay. is one of the most famous clubs in the world. Uh, but yeah, they do have a huge stadium now. Spurs, where Youngman's son plays, they have like the newest, fanciest stadium, and that's the stadium where, like, you know how sometimes every year there's like one NFL game in London. Yeah, they play there. That's where they play, and that's humongous. So that one you might be able to actually buy a ticket, but it's well, yeah. she bought a ticket. I mean, she got it. Yeah, so maybe that's what happened. But yeah, which is the stadium where they push the uh, fence down and people crush each other? Which one's that? <laughs> that that's all of them, right? Might. Yeah, it's happened a few times. Liverpool was involved with one of those tragic stories, um, and you know, like. Literally, I think I can't remember the number, but like sixty to one hundred people died. And that many? Crazy, yeah. That's more than the Who concert in Ohio. Hey, that's that's more than that. That's funny comedy. People dying. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't forget nine eleven. Um, now, Matt Belknap, I, I remember the other day we were doing this program. You've been mm-hmm. here. <laughs> I've been here since day one. <laughs> we were doing this show, and I said, I, I I said, oh, I wanted to ask you something, but I forget what it is. Yeah. Uh, it was we had we had set it up, and we had set it up that you were not excited about it, and that. Uh, you were going to see a Christmas story at the Pantages or wherever it was. It was the Amundsen, yeah. The Amundsen. And? I loved it. You did? I did, yeah. Great. It was so fun. It was the Friday before Christmas. And, um, I, I, you know, I've, I'm on record here, I think, saying I, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. Elise loves that movie. You know, my feeling is there are certain movies that if you see it at the right age, then yeah. you're going to love it for the rest of your life. And if you don't, then you're just like, I don't understand why people even watch this. I am in the latter category. She's in the former category with with this particular movie. I mean, I I get it. I just I didn't. I'm I kind of feel I'm jealous of her, and I'm 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 annoyed that I didn't get to have that same experience. But anyway, yeah, the, I didn't see the movie till I was like in my twenties, probably, and I was just like, yeah, I, I get it, but it's not like doesn't mean anything to me. The people that love that movie though, that they, they laugh at that lamp every fucking time they see it. Yeah, they buy the lamp, they put it in their den. <laughs> they get the socks with like, the lamp on it. Oh, pass, man. Is this already our guest? It could be. If, yeah, if it is, Garen, uh, no, go out there and handle a, some paperwork. It's a junk call. I've just been told it's a junk call, Garen. Um, Sit tight. But honestly, the so I think I was just in the right mood. We were getting ready for Christmas. Great. Like, uh, you know, the spirit was was with us. The kids loved it. Like, they don't really care about the movie either. I, I just think it's a fun show. Like, it, somehow in, in a live musical, like, context, everything that's maybe a little bit, like, episodic and, and sort of aimless about the movie is just kind of charming and fun because it doesn't really matter the movie isn't really it's kind of just a collection of anecdotes basically but they're all centered around christmas but that's fine when you've got songs and you know yeah yeah yeah. just kind of it's just kind of like hey let's get together and like think about christmas being magical (laughs) together for a couple hours that's that's what it was yeah i I really enjoyed it i would do it every year if they if it was there every year i would go every year i will say that that is one of those movies that is really polarizing you either love it or you don't like you don't give a shit at all. Yeah. Very few people are like, yeah, it's okay. I when I was a kid, I thought it was as old as the period in which it was made. Oh, I, that's funny. I didn't understand like, I mean, this is how stupid I was. Peter Billingsley was on television, and he was in like those Ovaltine commercials or whatever. What? Not Ovaltine. I don't know. Some he was in a lot of commercials, and he's in that movie, and yet. You thought it was, thought it was like somehow he <laughs> traveled back in time to make the or like traveled ahead. I don't know, but yeah, but it's set in the '40s, and I'm like, this seem it feels like an old movie, even though it's in color. 
Uh, so I didn't realize it was like from the early 80s. But my point is, you were too old to probably give a shit about it when it came out. Yeah, but I do have friends that are my age that, hmm. you know, that, uh, they, like I said, they love it. They buy the, they, they, you go to their house, that, that lamp they is in the their lamp. den. Yeah, fragile. And they laugh. They think it's the, 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 the tongue on the pole. <laughs> right. They go, oh, yeah, like, Jesus Christ, that was in a thousand movies. Why is that the one that. But was that the first? No, it, there's no way. It is iconic. I mean, that moment is... Yeah. I didn't even see the movie, but I knew about it as a kid because everyone would talk about it. Every winter on the playground, people yeah. would talk about it. And that's the other thing. I realized maybe I just didn't like the movie because I felt like I was left out of the conversation because other kids were talking about mm-hmm. it at school and I didn't know what they were talking about. It also sucks. <laughs> so let's not dismiss that, uh, that part of uh, this conversation. I don't know. I mean, maybe people feel that way about Home Alone. And like when I was a Home Alone came out, I was the age you were when that came out, when Home Alone came out. And I didn't give a shit about Home Alone. But now that I'm older, I can watch it and appreciate it for what it is. It's not like it's not a perfect movie, but there's enough in there that you go, hey, this there, it just works. My brother and I, I think we were in our 20s. Yeah. What, what year did it come out? 89? Yeah, something like that. Eight, nine, is it 89? So I would have been 23. Home Alone was, was 89, yeah. So, all right. So I'm 23. My brother's 21. And we had nothing to do on like a Monday night. I go, let's go see that movie. And we laugh like idiots. Like that's a, yeah, that's a, just, a fun movie. Because Pesci and, and Stern is so good. So good. And the kid's good. He is good. He is. Although we, <laughs> I'm going to give everybody a little uh, little homework because when we, we watch it every Christmas and maybe, did I mention, I don't think I mentioned this before. We were watching it this year and there's a moment at the end that I never noticed before that is just the weirdest thing ever and we laughed about it and now we can't stop saying it around our house which is the family comes home and you know the whole setup was that he's irresponsible he's a little kid and they're like he can't he can't fend for himself he can't do anything and he proves them wrong so they all get home and they're like oh we're gonna need to go to the store we don't have any groceries he's like no i took i went to the store and they're like what and he's like, yeah, I got the milk, the eggs, and the fabric softener. And the way he says it, oh. just like I just did, is so strange. It was—it literally feels like they brought Michael Jackson in to do ADR on that oh, one. Yeah. Like, that isn't his, it is his voice, but it, he isn't talking like he talks in the rest of the movie. And it's just so funny when you hear it. You're like, why is it like that? And why did I never notice it? Anyway, go check out the end of Home Alone and see if you are as tickled by that as I am. I'm going to wait till next year. I got the milk, the eggs, and the fabric softener. Oh, hang on. I'm getting a citizen update. Something. Uh-oh. Something big's going on. Oh boy! Uh, there's a oh, no. I'm not going to say this out loud. Um, <laughs> By the way, it was 1990. 1990. Yeah. What year? What, what time of year? Uh, I'm going to say Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it came out November. It came out November like 10th right? in Chicago. November oh, 10th. Really? And November 16th everywhere else. All right. So I saw it. Uh, so I was 24 then. I think I remember going to see it over Thanksgiving like, that week. Um, it. Uh, uh, you know, you say around Christmas, but I mean, that said, Halloween was released in July mm. and uh, some other Christmas, some Christmas movie that this year was released in uh, over the summer, whatever that was. Huh. Um, well, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. That was oh, released Christ, in July. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. For the love of God. For the love of all that is whole. Oh, by the way, that makes me think of people emailing me. And you could stop that about Die Hard, by the way. I uh, wasn't going to continue. Not you. I'm talking to people uh, emailing me. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, they're all doing it out of humor of saying, right. I've tolerated your 9-11 jokes. I've tolerated this, but I will not tolerate you saying Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Um, which I appreciate uh, fun emails like that uh, over the um, the other asshole ones. Um, but I just, uh, this weekend, which is uh, the 20th and 21st, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I am doing, and I know this is, we're talking about this on the uh, on the uh, free feed, mm-hmm. uh, but to the platinum people that are at a certain level, uh, check your email uh, and maybe even your spam, uh, because an email went out that I am doing the 
the whatever level you get the uh, Zoom chat with me, mm-hmm. the personalized Zoom chat with me. And there's okay. a, a good number of those folks. Uh, so check your email uh, because I'm doing that this weekend. And uh, so uh, uh, sign up. Awesome. Uh, to, you know, there's a link right there on the page and you just click it and you, you pick a time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we sit down there for 15 minutes and we try to find something to fucking talk about. <laughs> since, since you're reminding people of things, when this episode drops. Yes. Uh, if you if you listen Wednesday night or Thursday morning, tier two and above, eleven fifteen in the morning, we are doing our live episode. Oh, that's for right, January. Yes, yes so. we are. We had a really fun guest as well, yeah. so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then also the first batch of pins have gone out. Yeah. Oh. Uh, if you are a, a a new platinum subscriber or however that works, if you from gifted Subtoberfest. it, yeah, yeah, uh, they went out and uh, I did a. By the way, I don't know if you can see that. Can you see that? Uh, yes. Uh, so here's a, so the, you won't be able to see it on screen anymore. But it basically looks like a cat scratch. It looks like a, like I got the fever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like I got a Nugent hand. Um, <laughs> I had hundreds, as we know, what would we end up, 500, 300, whatever we Something had like this that. time. Uh, I had a box of envelopes with hundreds of envelopes you know, put in there so that I could carry them to the post office. And that's right. The host of the show is bringing <laughs> them to the post office. Uh, we don't have a staff. Um, you love for this that kind of busy work, though. To be yeah. honest, I do. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I will. I especially love it uh, during LPGA golf season because I could uh, watch golf and do something like that at the same time. Yeah. Stuff envelopes or whatever. Right. Uh, because you don't need to give a hundred percent attention to the TV uh, unless it's the final round. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching just golf, it's okay. It's it's just busy work is good to have while you're watching it. Because yeah. I look, I I like relaxing at the same time. When it comes to golf and even baseball, I can't just sit there and watch it for three hours. I kind of feel like I have to be doing something else. And something like this is very, uh, this does it. I'm, I'm the same way, except you can replace hours with minutes. <laughs> the three, you can, I can't just sit there and watch it for three minutes. <laughs> when you watch soccer for the entire. Yeah, no, I know. But I, I'm saying golf is boring. But do you watch, mm-hmm. when you watch soccer, do you, do you go, I'm sitting down and I'm watching soccer from start to finish? If, if it's a. Game, if it's a team I care about, yeah. If, if sometimes I put on a game that I don't care that much about, and I'll you know look at my phone or whatever. But uh, mostly I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching because something is happening all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, I guess I would say this for, for the World Series. I do watch or playoff. Like if the White Sox are an important game, I will watch. The thing about golf and and baseball and football is like when it's on TV, there's all those ad breaks, and so like mm-hmm. I don't know how you can just sit there and like stare at the wall for five minutes well that's that. why with golf i don't I, I i watch it at night yeah and in fact when we had our fantasy base our fantasy uh dr- golf draft uh colin treat did tell everybody uh and as a reminder jimmy doesn't watch golf until the, uh the evening so no spoilers and i was like oh thank god you said good it because i forgot to yeah because oh, so you can fast forward that's good yeah so you fast forward yeah nice. i passed that so anyway uh i so what happened was i had two full boxes of those uh and so the way that i chose to carry it was you know how you can fold in the the top flaps mm-hmm. and then so and that makes like a little handle mm-hmm. so i went i reached in to grab the handle and uh it did i didn't even know what happened so i reach in and i'm carrying it and then i i go to take my hand out and it's just blood is flowing oh, Jesus. and i'm like what when did this happen and then i look and i see uh the culprit i see the envelope so basically it's a paper cut yeah it's a uh a paper cut that so anyway blood is flowing and i'm like well, this didn't hurt at all. Now it hurts because I see it. I'm like, oh no, what's going on? And then, as if it was like a, a movie, not only did it stop bleeding, 
it scabbed over within like seconds. Wow. Like it went from, oh, wow, that's weird to, oh, okay. And then moved on with my life. Hmm. Um, and it was, it's tender, but. Uh, so is the night. Yeah. Tender is, that's, uh, that's our boy, uh, Jackson Brown. Yeah. Um, you might be doing something I re- else. I, no, I just, I, I regret saying it now. Uh, why, you don't like Jackson Brown? <laughs> no. You don't like the, you don't like the Laurel Canyon music scene. I don't, not really. Yeah, my son doesn't either. He doesn't like singer-songwriter stuff. He's not a fan of it. It, bo- <sighs> it bores him. Yeah. He likes I'm with him. He likes things that move. Well, now that I know that he likes, he revealed on I think the last gang episode we did with him that he's he's getting into the Beastie Boys. He does I like think the maybe Boys. he and I are a little more aligned musically than uh, than I realized. You gonna buy him a skateboard? Um, <laughs> I think you're aligned with that. Yeah. Uh, no, I know he listens to a lot of '70s stuff that I probably don't care about. He but. listens to uh, you know again his favorite group is the Kingsmen. Yeah. He loves the Kingsman. He like he likes music that moves. Is that just because of the movie The Kingsman? I, I don't think it has anything to do with it either. I think it's <laughs> He was uh, like, "Hey, I didn't realize this movie had a band. I'm going to go check yeah. them out." Uh, and then he watched the movie and he's like, "I don't understand how this is a documentary about that band, <laughs> but all right." It doesn't connect at all, but I guess I like them both. And then it's weird at the end where they say they're going to fuck the woman in the ass. Like, what? <laughs> Remember that in The Kingsman? Like just out of nowhere, a couple like, of weird things in that movie. Oh yeah, so we're going to have anal sex credits yeah. like, what, a weird, what? Yeah. what a weird ending that was but it, that was the vibe of that movie of just being super ran like the the scene in the church is just like so insanely violent and you're like oh i didn't know this was that type right? kind of movie until now i mean i guess there's other violence in it but it's very very violent it's very violent you know and by, uh, you know what can come out uh, and go away soon argyle that can, <laughs> if i see that ad one more goddamn time yeah. and i can't tell if it's going to be fun or not, because when that cat, you know how they, the cat jumps up and into frame? Yeah. It, it looks so phony, and I don't know if it's phony on purpose. Mm, like, is that yeah. the running joke? Or, but why, then why in this high, in this high budget movie does the cat look worse than like on a Disney show? <laughs> like, know. dog with a blog look more real. <laughs> like, it looks horrible. Yeah. Also, I, and I love, uh, what's his name? Please tell me his name. He starred in the movie Moon. Sam Rockwell. Thank oh, you. Sam Rockwell, yeah. I love Sam Rockwell. And that said, I can't tell if this. And I love her, Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce. Bryce uh, I love her too. But yet, I this movie looks like a like I don't know to me. Oh yeah, this is the one where she's a, uh, an author, and yeah. it turns out everything she writes is is, like, is really happening. true, or yeah. like she didn't realize it. But it's yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting. And her mother thinks she's on drugs, which apparently is supposed to be a laugh line in the trailer, <laughs> and it isn't. Yeah. So you know the. Oh, there goes my computer. The uh, rumor about that. Uh, what? What? The conspiracy. Wait, there's oh, a conspiracy boy. about the movie? About the book. What, what do you mean about there's the book? A, there's oh, a it's, contingent it's based of on people. A book? Yeah. There's a contingent of people who think that Taylor Swift wrote, is Ellie Conway. Oh, yeah. That, which is the character in the movie who wrote the book. Fox is, News did a thing. I didn't watch it or hear. I just saw the headline that like Fox News ran a story about Taylor Swift being a CIA asset or something. I did see that. And that's I don't this? know if that's related. Oh, it's not. No, they, there's okay. people who think she's the she is Ellie Conway. Well, those people are out of their fucking skulls. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's true. those people are as nuts as the people that like are are mad at Taylor Swift for swaying to the music at the football <laughs> game yesterday. They're mad. You know what? You should be mad at her. You dumb dickheads. Is if she wasn't doing that. If she felt she was above. Doing the wave, you dumb fucks. Or she's just mad dogging the can't. Like she's having fun. She's, she's having fun, existing, yeah. supporting her her boyfriend or whatever. And it's, she can't control that the dumb director up in the in, yeah. in the booth says, "Let's let's show a shot of Taylor." Uh, you weirdos getting mad at these at this poor, this girl. Uh, and, and, and by the way, she's one of the most famous people on the planet. Yeah. 
Uh, do you get mad when they show Jack Nicholson on the sideline at a Laker game? No, you don't. You right. go, look how cool that is. Or so, when they show Prince Harry at anything. Yes. Because he's super fucking famous and it's notable that he's at a thing. It is insane that she is so, and I hate to use this word, she's so triggering to a certain demographic that are upset that she's at a football game or that she's dating a good a good football player who is, by the way, beautiful as well <laughs> and charming. And, and who is who is Taylor Swift supposed to date? In other words, pick, pick anything that isn't, I guess, another obviously, musician. Obviously, the answer is the guys complaining about all this. I That's who so. she's supposed to date. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, know, you know, think about it. I mean, it, it certainly, I mean, Cher is huge. There's no question Cher is huge yeah. and iconic. I don't, she's never been as, that said, not as big as Taylor Swift in some regard. At the same time, maybe bigger in other ways. Like she's Cher and will be Cher the rest of, for eternity. Mm-hmm. Will Taylor Swift be that? We don't know. But Cher never sold out the sofa, the sofi for you know. Weeks yeah, but Taylor that. Swift never had her own uh, uh, variety program, that, so uh, she, she could have her own fucking channel. If she yeah, wanted to tomorrow. Do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, that said, when people got mad at Cher when she didn't date somebody, when she just dated the Bagel Boy right. Bob, yeah. they're mad at her for that. Why is she not dating somebody famous? <sighs> Same with Liz Taylor. They're like, like, oh, you're dating a plumber? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you should be dating some other handsome person. Like, first of all, that guy was handsome, the, the bagel guy. But yeah. uh, that poor guy got the shit kicked out of him because he had a job. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, that that's a feel-good story for 99% of the world. You go, oh, so I do have a chance. That's great. <laughs> right? You don't have a chance. Here's the thing. You don't have a chance with Taylor Swift no. because she's dating a millionaire football player. It's never going to be you, guy in your man cave, you fucking loser. <laughs> and, and by the way, I say that. It's never going to be me. And make no mistake, she would find me charming and funny. And there's no doubt in my mind she would want to date me. But I'm in a marriage. And make no mistake, I would leave my wife. <laughs> and then I would date her, and then there would be an album all about me. Yeah, and how pathetic would that album be? <laughs> but that <laughs> All about now I get, he's got health care, and he's got this, and he's got that. Would, you think you're funny, Jimmy? <laughs> right, it would be, it'd be horrible. It'd be, it'd be meaner than it was about John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> John Mayer's got his own channel on SiriusXM, by the way. Don't think I don't avoid that fucking thing. I noticed that, yeah. Is it all him or is he curating? No, He's curating. Yeah. But and he, the, the annoying thing is it, he sometimes there's good stuff on it. Because like, you know how you can browse by, maybe you don't know. By this. song, yeah. Yeah, you can look and see what's on every channel just on the screen. So sometimes I just do that and I see a good song and I hit it and I'm like, oh, I'm on the John Mayer channel. How did I, how did I get here? And then you got to, the, the problem is, and Danielle was saying this, like, uh, I could, and I've been, I've been told I'm wrong by uh, uh, good musicians. I, I don't like John Mayer, but I think he's a great guitarist. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm told by others that I'm wrong. Um, but but there's but then other others will say that you're right. Yeah, I guess the, the thing is that I, they, he's no soul. He has no soul. <laughs> yeah. And so, but again, I I like it. I, uh, also, he could maybe he's evolved. You know, I mean, that's the other thing. I, the, I, whoever I, said that to you was probably ten years ago. Minimum. Yeah. And he's been playing with Dead and Company for a long time. Right. Since then. So you, you kind of you got to imagine those fucking hippies wouldn't put up with it if it didn't have soul. Right. I mean, I, well, I, I don't know. Maybe they're out of their fucking. Yeah, maybe they don't know the difference. I don't know. They're, you know, <laughs> it's, they're, it's they're a seeing a goblins in their heads. Yeah. They don't have a fucking clue. Uh, but we were talking. Danielle and I were talking about. It's like I, my I don't like his music necessarily. I like some songs. Yeah. Um, I don't like him. Right. You know what I mean? He gets I think we can nerves. all agree on that part. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how you feel about the music. Thinks he he's funny. To, yeah. He's not. He tried to do stand up and he just dropped the N word and it was fucking horrible. Because he's not funny. Yeah. So he goes for shock. And so that's my problem with the John Mayer channel. Same as like, oh, great song. And then it comes out of it. And then there's him talking for seven minutes. Uh, just I, thankfully, I have not experienced that. Oh, it's yet. horrible. 
It's absolutely horrible. I listen to it really kind of like I hate listened. You want to hear. Yeah. You want to get some some good yeah. material on how fucking terrible. It is. And then I, you know, I bailed on it. And uh, here's and the thing, though, Jimmy, to, thing. to go back to our favorite topic, Taylor Swift. She has she ever dated anybody under six feet? I'm trying to maybe. Oh, you don't think I have a shot because I'm tiny. Yeah, like, but I'm charming. Doesn't matter. She's, I'm funny. I'm fun. I'm funnier than this fucking football player. I'll tell you that. She's she's I'm funnier than John Mayer. She fucked John Mayer. She's tall as shit, and I think she doesn't want to be with. How someone. tall is she? She's like five eleven, I think. I'll get on a stool. <laughs> I'll stand on a step stool. All right. Whatever so, needs to happen. Joe Jonas is five eight. Okay, and look how that ended. Taylor Lautner is five eight and a half. He is. Ooh. What? Yeah. That's shocking. What Joe. Uh, I think this is Joe, Joe Allen. He's, he's five got... nine and a quarter. What? These are not tall. People, no Matt. way. These are not tall. I would have. I would have bet you a thousand dollars. Joe Allen was six feet tall. Maddie Healy yeah, is that, five ten. That's not confirmed. That relationship's not even confirmed. She is five ten, five eleven. Easy, fucking nerd. <laughs> and then everybody else is uh, Harry Styles is six feet, which I, I find shocking. That also oh. doesn't sound right. He seems like he has he shorter energy. Than that. Oh, I think I think I, I I go the other way. He's lanky, so I thought he yeah. was a little taller. I think that's a missorted spreadsheet. I think is what's going on there. <laughs> I do too. I think someone accidentally. Oh wait, no, that's not Joe Ellen. Or is it? Get closer, Garen. <laughs> well, no, because my glasses, if I don't, it's my glasses. I know, I'm just fucking around. It was like a scene from Apollo 13, the way he <laughs> yeah, raised yeah. his glasses up and <laughs> he's got his face right in that screen. Tallest is Travis Kelsey. He's 6'5". 6'5". And Calvin Harris is also 6'5". By the way, he walks in here. It's, you know, that, that's an eclipse walking in. That's just a, <laughs> that's just, that's just a man. He's 6'5", he, and he's also 6'5", wide. Yes. Like, he's just crazy. He's also, he's, like, it's like when you stand, like, when I threw out the first pitch, and then they had a picture of me with pitcher John Danks, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's different. I'm standing at telemarketing. Are you getting the same phone call? No. Oh, that's I got some other thing. I don't know why. Um, they're, they're just they're giants yeah you know the, the baseball players football players basketball they're giants yes and they're and they're just nothing but muscle yeah we you you like uh, i feel like someone i saw someone saying this recently like we don't we if you watch sports you kind of stop you 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 don't think about it constantly how they are way like we can't even fathom how much better they are at what they're doing than we, oh. we could ever be. You know what I mean? You you don't like it seems so routine. Like when a guy hits a, you know, if he hits a double and you know, or if a, if a guy runs ten yards through a, a, a defensive line, you're just like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. We on our fucking best no. day couldn't even be one one thousandth as good of that. When people that. will say, and I'm guilty of this as well, oh, that guy sucks. Yeah. No, he no. made the NFL. Right. He made the MLB. Right. And so think about it. I always say this, and I've said it probably on the show. Think about the best player in high school or college. Yeah. And that guy was great. Yeah. He didn't make it. Yeah. And he wasn't even close. Right. And this guy did right. make it. Yeah. So stop it. <laughs> it's just, it's humbling. So, and stop showing Taylor in the booth. I, it's <laughs> ruining my game. Hey, what, wait, how tall is... um? Loki, what's that guy's name? Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Let me make a correction. Oh, we got a correction, guys. Joe Elwin is 6'2". Thank the you. The other blonde twink that she was with is <laughs> Lucas Till. He was 5'9". I didn't know they were. I don't even know who that is. Who's Lucas Till? He is, you You know him. Is I do? Serious? He's the bagel guy. No, oh. Yeah, oh, it's, the, no it's not, Elliot. That's he, Rob. She did date a, a, a some sort of Kennedy... Sir, sir, person, was that that guy? Is he? A, He's in, MacGyver. He's the guy who plays MacGyver in the oh, reboot. Okay. Oh, that's a good-looking guy. 
uh, it's, it's never not been somebody pretty, right? She always dates. this our guest? And I'm rightfully so. Jumped. Okay, this is our guest. All right, Garen, let's Tom go. Tom Middleson is 6'1 right. and, and three quarters. All right, okay, paper. Thank you, Garen. <laughs> uh, paperwork. And then, you know, tell him that you're Mr. Pardo's assistant. Uh, tell him, remind him that you've met before. Um, speaking of tall. Yeah. Our guest He's today got is, a shot. He's, you know what? He she does, does have a does, shot. She does like, I think she does appreciate a good sense of humor. So this guy actually would be But again, we candidate. got some 5'8s and 5'9s in there, my man. That's old stuff. Like, I feel like she didn't. She you didn't think she's re- dating up? I think she didn't realize she didn't like dating people shorter than her. Until, How tall is she? Five, five, ten, five, between 5'10 ten and 5'11. Yeah. All right. So uh, that is seven inches taller than me. Yeah. Which, Which doesn't is, help you, but know, she's about my height. Three and a half of my cocks. Yeah, and, the, and then she's, <laughs> got, you know, she wears heels a lot, so you got to yeah. factor Not that Not on a date with me, she doesn't. She wears flats. <laughs> I don't know. If she wants to go out with me, she wears flats. She doesn't. <laughs> you don't know that. She's never met me. She yeah. meets me. She, she she instantly goes, I must date somebody as old as my father. <laughs> <laughs> I must be yeah. with a creepy old man. Yeah. Right? Which is what I would be. Because you, well, she's 35. So, yeah, I could be her dad. Yeah. I'm 22 years older than her, right? I could be your dad, too. I'm in. I'm in. She's got a daddy issues. This is what this fucking song. <laughs> There's no question she's angry at her dad and wants to get back at him by having sex with me. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind that's what's going through. Of all the issues that are apparent in her music, I don't think that's one of them. You're not digging deep enough. <laughs> They're in there. I just huh. She saw me at the sofa. Uh-huh. There's no question she yeah, saw me probably when I was uh, sitting and then standing and then sitting again. I heard she pointed at you at one point. She did point in my uh, general direction. She said it was a cruel summer with you, <laughs> and then yeah. she pointed uh, and I waved. <laughs> Actually, I think she was waving to me when she did. Uh, um, help me with the song. Shake it off. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Oh, antihero. Antihero. When she did antihero, she, she and she waves. Remember, she goes to one side of the stage, waves yeah. to the other side of the stage. Uh, she was waving right at me. I don't remember that because I didn't see the movie three times. <laughs> but you saw her. You saw the concert. I did, but I don't remember and that, that. And you were off to the side. That's the one that, time you could that's see. That's the her. only time she did wave in my direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great song. That's mm-hmm. a great song. Uh, all right, listen. Let's take a break. Yeah. Our guest is here. The great Gary Goldman's joining us. He's got that hot new special out, Born on Third Base, which is flawless. Uh, and I'll say the same thing when he walks into the, when he joins us. Uh, you should watch it. If you have not watched it already, you should. Oh, real quick before he gets what do you got? Well, maybe we could talk about it with him, but I don't think he cares. I watched The Floor on your recommendation. Yes. Oh, yes. Loved that's, it. It's great, right? So good. Yeah. You watch it too? That's a good game. Isn't that a good game? It's a good. really good game. Yeah, it's really, really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and so we're recording on a Monday. Tomorrow night's a new episode. Yes. Very good. And like we're, like Oliver, it was yesterday, uh, we watched, uh, actually, you know what we watched yesterday? Old... Uh, uh, they're on YouTube, old episodes of Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Oh, oh and, nice. And I'll tell you this, I didn't, people that we know, Chrissy Stratton, Pat Francis, and other folks, we know that were, they were contestants on there. Mm-hmm. I never did it because I didn't think I would do well, even though I know a lot. I always say, I, I'm very good at what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched two episodes, I missed a total of four. Nice. <laughs> and it's like, I should, I should have tried out for yeah. this. Um, I think my ego also got in the way of... You were a host. I mean, that would have been weird at the time. I don't think I wasn't... Really, I wasn't you know, really? I thought that was around when you were like doing Funny Money. I, I was... No, no, no. That was... This is like 97, 98. Oh, shit. Okay. And I did do some pilots in that time. Yeah. But uh, but no, I was I more so. I unknown than known. had no memory of when that show ran. Um, and Jeff Probst is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my point is, that is a fun, great show to watch if you like music. Because yes. it's... Uh, even like... It was grunge bands, and like I knew it all. Yeah, and I don't know anything about grunge, yeah. but I did for this. What I like about the floor is yeah, that it's easy. Like that, you know, every time they play, 
it's like easy and and if both people aren't very good it's just like oh this is a game for stupid people but then if, <laughs> if two good people are playing it starts getting harder and you're like yeah. oh actually no there is a challenge here yeah. it's just that's the fun of it is like it's going to get keep getting more and more harder. intense yeah. and, and you're going to see more and more skill and 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 like people's knowledge coming out which is great i i did notice that it seemed like a couple of the players I, you know there's only the two episodes so far and yeah. i guess there's been like 15 contestants right, right? couple of the players seem to be slow rolling a little bit. I'm wondering if somebody thinks there's a strategy where if you take a little bit longer to answer the easier questions, maybe then the hard question will end up. Oh, you're trying to land oh. the hard one on the other person. Oh, maybe. I don't know about that. That's, that that's, would be, that'd be I dangerous. Think, I think it's hot potato. You that, want to get rid of yeah. that thing as quickly as right, possible. Because yeah. your clock is ticking. That's a bad strategy. Yeah, your clock's ticking, dude. But like like I say, it's like there are some things where it's like, that's like a... Like, a really obvious vegetable or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, but you never you never know, you don't know. in the moment. Yeah. The pressure of the sure, moment sure. gets to Think people. Think about yeah. it. At our yeah, trivia yeah. game, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we yeah. panic. By the way, I think uh, this is like a small... It doesn't affect my enjoyment of the game, but I, I think the game needs one tweak that would make it a little more what fair. What is that? When you pass it, okay what happens is it the, they're easy easy and then there's a hard it get, gets to a hard one yeah when you pass it deducts three seconds which mm-hmm. is fine but then you have to do another one and if there's another hard one that is unduly harsh for the person who gets the first hard one it should go the one you miss the other person should get a chance but they don't get deducted if they miss it you know what i mean i do but i think there's enough rules going on in that game i guess the, i you need a more elegant solution than what I just proposed. But basically, I feel like it doesn't seem fair. What well, now? What? That's more spam. Jesus Christ. Yeah, spam's happening a lot today because uh, I, I don't think know. People are home. I just you look. It's not that anybody who didn't deserve to get sent off got sent off or anything. But it does kind of feel like you definitely know when the hard one is suddenly in your yeah. face, and you're like, well, if you pass, then you get three seconds off, and then. You have to hope the next one isn't hard, and then it's got to go to the but next hard thing. is also subjective, right? No, that's and true. if you say What's I'm hard an expert for one on rock bands, right. And something shows up, and you panic. Well, there's a lot of dumbos, especially in the first episode. <laughs> like you see people who are like, "You said you knew this. Yeah. How do you not know?" It, it does seem like a couple folks were like, "I guess this." Yeah, is like, my expertise, I, or they were assigned it. Sounds maybe? like you didn't have an area of expertise. Well, <laughs> I wonder because there's 81 people. I wonder. I, there's, it's got to be a situation where you gave a list of like nine Probably, things, yeah. and you get stuck with your ninth. Yeah, because eight penny. people. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I also don't think I don't think it's you know because Fox overproduces all their things. The shiny yeah. the shiny floor game show stuff is yeah. is all overproduced. There is a little bit of that where they, you know, they get the you know the testimonials. Yeah. Um. And but not a lot. Like it's yeah. it's a lot of gameplay. Right. It is, and, it is mostly game. I I, uh, I agree with you that it's less there's less of their producing. Yeah. But now that said, when you get down to three people. Or four people, we might get a lot of chit chat. Yeah, because they're they're not going to go down to a half hour, which right. they should, by the way. Mm. Or do they just play longer? I don't know. Do rounds? Maybe. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. The know main thing is, I can't wait for Jasper versus that guy who looks like Jimmy Fallon meets Judd Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name, but I don't that's going to be yeah. a showdown for the ages. Those two going up against each it, other, which uh, it could happen this week because there's only one square in between them. Right. Yeah. So it would just take. One of the someone challenges one of them, they beat that person. Then they could take that one square and then jumped and then you know it's, then it's they, on. I, I suspect though you don't that, want that. You don't want to. Do I don't that. think either it's of them not want good to strategy. do that. Yeah. yeah. No, you want to stay away from anyone who might be good at it. When well, do not you only think that, but Rob Lowe shaves? <laughs> <laughs> when do you think that will happen? Between what two contestants does he? Does some producer go up to him and go, Rob, you got to shave? How, how many days do you think it t- took to shoot this? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say they did minimum five episodes a day. 
Okay. I was fascinated to hear that someone would like they they, they inherited someone else's expertise and they were like, Oh yeah, I researched it. So like there was some yeah. time for them yeah. to go do that. And I'm I'm surprised they were allowed to and I'm surprised they admitted well, it. Well, maybe they were allowed to. I mean I mean they yeah. also did the thing where the guy was whispering under his breath the answers, so <laughs> Well, he was he was he, trying to he, get he his prepping, brain. Yeah, he was go. prepping his brain. So, yeah. and and they even like they even gave you a subtitle so that you yeah. know what he's saying. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like, well, you know, the other person can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> You're just helping he's them. Just psyching himself up. Yeah. yeah. Do they know everybody else's expertise before they shoot? So yes. they can research it. I don't know before they shoot, Garen. But they know it I when they, so. they get on that floor. They know it. Yeah. Because they tell them. Yeah, you could. If you're one of the people who's who is up there and came back down, you could start doing research just yeah. in preparation for, hey, but, what's around me? Yeah. But that being said, so far, the people who did research didn't help. No. That's true. They, were, so. they weren't good. I mean, you can tell the people who are just good trivia people yeah. are going to do well. Anyway, it's a great show. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. The play along is great. Mm-hmm. I, like the, I, like, I like what's happening on the floor. Yes, mm-hmm. the whole family's enjoying it. Yeah. Even cynical Zoe, oh. who <laughs> said, no thank you, but and we then, forced her to watch and she loved it. Good for her. Yeah. Good for you guys for you're putting your fucking foot down. Yeah. You watch the floor, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> this is your homework. You will Forget your real this. homework. This is your homework. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Gary Goldman is here. Let's get him in here. Let's get that tall, lanky one in here. Handsome, funny charming god he's got it all gary goldman's got the book he's got the special he's got everything going on you're getting upset i I wish i was i'm trying not to uh i I don't want to say the word because i hate it um so thank you for saying it uh we'll be back guys shopify is something that's very very dear and important to me and you know that you know that and matt you're laughing because you know that i don't stop talking about shopify off the air it's really it's it's weird it's like your new obsession like you used to talk about you know journey and kiss all the time now it's just shopify this shopify that i know and I, all i can do is apologize but i'll tell you why it's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits the SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, that's, not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's a, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. A, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up, and then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as uh, much as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if we, illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Uh, listen, this is, you, you know, this, uh, Belknap and, and Hochberg and myself, we love the factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, Hey, this is good stuff. Once you factor, you can't go back there. Yeah. It's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. 
I never was on board with Oh Gabba Gabba. <laughs> and nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah. In I, the, in I the imagine, 16 years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like, I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid, it, it, oh, yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's where I don't, I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> What's no, going on with we're here together. to talk about factor. Yeah. Although, you know what? Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right. Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else. Right. No, that, oh, no that's get them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm-hmm. filet mignon. Mm-hmm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all, this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program. 30, uh, 20, 33, 20 is where we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, we talked about it before we walked in. The Handsome, <laughs> charming, funny. The special is, it's got to be, in my opinion, I mean this, Gary. It's my favorite special of the last five years. You watched it? Why wouldn't I watch it? You're, you're a great stand up. You're the busy man, and these specials, they come out, uh, there's one, a new one every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, but I don't watch up. the other ones. Right. I, I, I mean, I watch, I have, a, and my son Oliver loves stand up comedy. Oh, that's great. So we watch a lot of, uh, of specials, and some we make it through, and some we don't make it through, and some we make it through and go, <laughs> Right. But your, your most, your, all your, first of all, all your specials are great, but your most recent one, it's it's and you've been very honest and open in all your specials, but you really are in this one, and it is it's. I've said it without. I said it last week. It's flawless. Really, it really thanks. is great. Thanks, man. It's really Oliver hated it. <laughs> I don't. I don't see that. But no, he loved it. We he was excited that you were on the show today. And, yeah, it uh, was the first one I've watched where it was. I was not cringing the entire time and wishing I had another. Take another shot do, at it. Yeah, yeah. You, now you shot it in Toronto. Yes. So I have a question for you because, and I think I may mention it on the show here, yeah. you do a whole thing about our healthcare system and going to the <laughs> yeah. dentist. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. did that work in Toronto? It, it worked fine. Right, but did it work as strong as it would like if you were shooting it in Jersey? Yes. It did, because great, it, okay. Because it, it, it was never something, the dentist thing was never something that the part about how awful they are in terms of taking insurance where that was the funny part the funny part was how little they do and 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 get paid so much so that right. that was really the the gist of it but the the interesting thing with toronto is they're they're just much nicer than everybody <laughs> yeah they are everybody else and it happened to be the one i i don't know if you feel this way but i don't want to do the same show that i've done in an area again mm. Because I always feel like, oh, they've already heard these jokes. So Toronto was the, the last place that I hadn't performed during this tour. Oh. And so it worked out perfectly. Because a lot of times you shoot in either New York or L.A. And they've already seen you there. And Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out well. Uh, Gary, do the middle of it. Did the sun get in your eyes? What happened there for a second? You, <laughs> you, you spent a long you, time You chose to do this during uh, oh, all of that. No. I, and, I, and I got worried about it. I was like, what's, what's happening? Is, it, is there a spotlight I'm not aware of? Maybe it was a nervous tick. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. Uh all right, so uh, and the venue, 
I, I loved that it wasn't a huge theater because I don't think comedy should be in huge venues. I think we can Ideally, especially it what be you do. 200 or 300 people Beautiful. in the audience. And you yeah. communicate with them yes. as opposed to perform for them. Yes. And I loved that about your special. I loved everything about this Thank special. You. That's that's so nice to hear. It was at the Great Hall in Toronto and I had done that in my previous tour okay. and I hadn't been back in 4 years. So they were they were very eager to they see were me and they were so yes. nice and and I uh, brought my wife up there, and, and so we, we had a great time. We loved that city. It's and beautiful. At, at one point, I played basketball, and somebody approached me and introduced themselves, and I thought to myself, oh, they must recognize me. And they didn't. It just happened to be the way they treat people in Toronto. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was pleasant. Yes. Uh, which you don't care for. <laughs> you don't. No, I need it so badly. It. Yeah, it just... Man, I'm so anxious all the time in, in social situations that if somebody is reserved or I, I immediately put it on myself and 100% fill empty But isn't that what we do as comedians? Like, I mean, certainly. Those of us, and I, I'm going to throw myself in the same boat, those of us that are funny, yeah. I think that's what we do. It's yeah. the person that doesn't do that and you go, oh, he's a, he's a nice guy, but he's not a great guy. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But there's a, also just this, are we trying to make other people comfortable? Kind of, but more we're trying to make ourselves feel comfortable in these yeah. awkward situations. So, uh, how did that basketball game go? Did you do all right? I remember every time I play basketball in a, in a city, whether it's New York City or or Chicago or Los Angeles, I see a player and I think to myself, well, "This is the greatest player I've ever seen in my life." And then you talk to them for a little bit, and they're like, "Yeah, I played a little high school basketball," <laughs> and they're great. You're like, they're "You're great. sure they were like, yeah. oh, they must have been yeah. in the league?" Yes, they must have been in the NBA, yeah. or at least right. the, at least in the Final Four or something <laughs> like that. And, and it's just. I can't imagine how good these guys must be at the NBA. We just level. talked about that. We, we, were, yeah, we, we just thought just the worst about. player in the MLB is better than you've ever been. Yes, and yes. anyone you've ever known has right. been. Yes, like you've known you've known a lot of people in your life, but you've never met someone as good as that shittiest player in in the pro sport. Yeah, yeah. very rarely. Can you say, oh, I went to high school with somebody who was in the major leagues? But you always have somebody in your in your community that was the greatest baseball player we ever had. Right. Mm -hmm. And at best, at best, they knocked around the minor leagues at for a little best. while. Right. Yes. And he's the best you've ever seen. Ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, my high school, which was in the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. And uh, so, you know, the, the weather is not our friend. Uh, I believe we've had three people from my high school have made the major leagues. Okay. Now, they were younger than me, so I don't right. know them. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's the talk of the city, of Oak sure. Forest, Illinois. Of, uh, yeah. And I can't even remember his name. One played for Toronto, I believe. Um, I pointed at you because you did a show there once. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I, what's my point? My point is, oh, what you, what you said is, none of us ever say that we, and I can't even say that because they were, they were not, I did not know them. That's yeah, pretty incredible uh, for a small area to have three guys, though. There was a good coach. Andy Siena was the guy's name. I, don't, I think he may have passed away, and if he didn't, I apologize. Uh, Andy Siena hated me. Of course, that's not a surprise because, I, <laughs> A, I was not a jock, so I've, I'm, no, I've, I'm no interest in him. Your body type alone disgusted him. Disgusted him. <laughs> he hated Right. He hated the fact that I wasn't tall and muscular. Uh, I also was funny, and that infuriates Oh, that yeah. yeah, you know, my guess is he has a red hat. If he's still alive, he has a red right. hat. Yeah. So that that type of that that bro energy yeah. is infuriated by yeah. real funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to laugh. Right. Because right. it shows a weakness. Yeah. yeah. Oh ah. man. Yeah. He what also a... hated the burnouts because they, uh, you know, whether they were straight A students or not, he hated that they also weren't jocks. Sure. And he would always go, "You got a test on. You got a test on Monday, so don't spend the whole weekend at the preserves doing your marijuana." <laughs> <laughs>
that's that's what Andy Siena would do, and then we'd always make fun of him. And he called the forest preserves the preserves, and it was like, yeah, yeah some it was not my bag, but some yeah, that's what some kids did. Yeah, and and they're probably getting better grades than your fucking football player and baseball oh, players. Yeah. You dunce. Yeah, Siena. my gosh, there's a big man with a big handshake. There was a, there was no nuance to these people. They're, right, they're a jock or a loser. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Jock or yeah, loser. Yeah. 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 Uh, so sad. <laughs> and uh, uh, I may have been a little bit of both. Yeah, I was on the golf team. Mm-hmm. So okay. jock's a strong word. And you were a pickleball champion. I was a pickleball champion. Yeah. Wait a minute. Pickleball existed when you were growing right? up. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Bob Van Ness and I were the pickleball champions of Oak Forest High School. Wow. And uh, and I'm going to say, and I've said it before, uh, I'm going to say Bob did 98% of that heavy lifting. <laughs> I'm going to say Bob carried the team. Although that's not true, because in pickleball, you like somebody up near the line. Yeah. And I was young, and, and so I could be up there and fast and hit those back. And if they wow. got past me, then Bob would do it. So we actually were a pretty good team. Uh, yeah, it's in the, uh, Gary, we had a thing where, uh, like we did our um, like a, a last will and testament. The uh, graduating class would say like thanks to this person, thanks to this person, sure. and then like leave. I leave to the younger class this. Yeah, yeah, the will, uh, like a will. And yeah. so I said uh, I leave to so and so Bob Van Ness and I's pickleball skills or whatever. And then somebody posted that on Facebook, like the will. And I'm like, holy shit, we had pickleball wow. in the mid '80s. That's, and by that, I mean early years. Yeah. <laughs> That's extraordinary because I thought it had just been developed like a, six years ago. Right. Do you play it? No, no. I I have this thing against it because I I fear that it's going to encroach on the basketball courts in New York City. That they'll, oh, it could that take over. That they'll take over and we'll lose some of the basketball courts. That, that, that It's not hard to get a basketball court, but I just don't want it to be any, any, any harder. How often do you get out there and, and play? at least five days a week you do wow yeah, yeah. good and for it, you and in the in the winter time though i play at the the y near me where they have an indoor court so. the ymca yes you love to play at the I, YMCA. Love to, I love <laughs> to play it i love to play at the ymca uh, i love it you get out there you put your shorts on you, yeah. you wear a tank top or a t-shirt what are you doing it it depends on the weather but if, if it's warm out tank top and and but, but i have a, it. i have yeah, i have a does. whole collection of of those Sweat wicking, which I I think is is, I think it's like the Under Armour coat to to the car that they used to try to sell us in the seventies and eighties. Is it really doing any sweat wicking? I I don't notice anything, but we're all convinced that that's necessary for our athletic apparel, and and it just seems to be a a huge hoodwink. I do buy into it. I yeah, me too. I find cotton to be pretty effective. I don't know if it's wicking or I don't know what it does. But forced into cotton (laughs) because I don't have anything clean. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not being dragged down by the wind. Yeah, it, more, it absorbs it more than uh, than I guess the other ones the don't absorb it, right? Yeah. But the point of sweat is that it's cooling your body, right? And yeah. so and if you cool wick too more. much, yeah, maybe yeah, it's yeah. not going to cool you, right? You ever see John Wick? I think it's about this. <laughs> yeah, he I've never real... seen it, so I think that's what I'm saying. I, I saw it's... the first John Wick, and it, it was very compelling. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I'll ever see any of the. the You're not going to follow up on the Wick, but I, I'll tell you what I was blown away by what? was the the Equalizer, the newest one. I haven't seen original. that one yet, but I saw the original one just on a whim. <laughs> I watched it, and it, it intersected with a number of things that I'm interested in. One, it's set in Boston. So Steve Sweeney, the comedian from Boston, has a part in it. And then this guy who was in my acting class plays a, an Irish gangster, and he nails it. And then Denzel Washington, also the Russian mob, which the, the Russian mob makes all the... 
at least in this film, all the other mobs very frightened. They don't want to deal with the <laughs> Russian mob. They mm -hmm. they take it to that next level of cruelty and and diabolicality. Hmm? <laughs> deviousness and then the, the the fourth thing is of course denzel washington seeking revenge yeah, yeah. i like i like it when he seeks revenge i i like it also when he portrays historical figures but when he seeks revenge <laughs> yeah. i enjoy that as well uh we've thought about it very often that you cannot name one thing he's bad in like even the, you might you might say that's a shitty movie right he's still great yes right. yes right yeah. yes the great denzel yeah. I don't yeah. know if you know this. I haven't seen it either, but the newest uh, equalizer, he takes on the actual Italian mafia. He oh, he goes, oh, he he goes, goes to, to Italy. Whoa. Yeah. And oh, that's good. The, the real mafia is. That's is good. Involved, yeah. You would think they would build to the Russian mob rather than <laughs> right. open with it. But perhaps because of all the history, the Italian mob in the in the original setting in the old country even yeah. more i think that's more powerful that's what they're trying to propose to us they, the yeah. ignorance the, you know we don't know yeah. any different if they tell us that's the worst mob yeah then we'll believe them right because and and as we know from the documentary godfather part two <laughs> that that they were willing to kill the the youngest child of the it was the, there was an egyptian pharaoh thing going on there where where the Andalini family that Vito Corleone became he was just a child and his mother said he was not he was not very sharp please spare him and then she had to she had to shoot the uh, or stab the mafia anyhow I'm giving you a, a, you can watch it on AMC every, every three weekends it's been popping up uh, that's the voice of Gary Goldman he's got the uh, the new special in fact we were at a, a get together yesterday Gary where uh, a young boy maybe 23 24 was telling a story to Danielle a Jewish kid uh -huh. and uh, Danielle said based on his story uh, have you seen Gary Goldman's new special? <laughs> you will love it. Really? Yeah. And then he pulled out his phone and he made a note oh, of it. Oh, that's so, so nice. Uh, uh, wow, you're getting the word out. I, w I will say, Jimmy, on my travels, the most frequent people have discovered me is through the, a Conan appearance that you were the, the, the uh, warm-up act right. on. And the second most is from Never Not Funny. You have so nice. many fans wow, with great. good taste and comedy <laughs> yeah, we've, who we've, come to the shows all over the country. I'm oh, and, they're, so and they're very nice, without exception. And, and they yeah. just, they love you guys. They love you guys. They're so dedicated. and, and We so have the Toronto of fan bases. Would, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really, we really but you, do. Yeah. But you get the fan base you deserve. And, and that is... We have, uh, <laughs> we have educated nice people. the people yeah. well uh, by uh, booking great comics and promoting and musicians like Ellis Paul says the same thing yeah. not a show goes by where never not funny fan doesn't say yeah. I'm here because of, of the of the podcast um but they uh you know every now and then some moron will go you should see Matt Rife every now and then something stupid right, like that right, happens right, 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 but right. more often they get it yeah and I'm glad to hear that that uh, and I'm glad that uh that I was part of both of those things I'm going to take credit for your uh, success. <laughs> you definitely contributed to it, getting getting the word out there. Yet I still I don't think I got to thank you in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I got to thank you in the book. I got to thank you in Todd Glass's book. A, that's an oversight. I apologize. Well, maybe when it goes to paperback, <laughs> you can fix it. <laughs> it's not too late. Uh, you did some shows at the Larigo over the weekend. Yes. Uh, here in Los Angeles. And then you're yes. going to go up the coast and do some shows in Santa Barbara and hang out with some f uh, rich, fancy people. Uh, who did you have open for you this time at the Largo? Saturday night was Todd Glass. The great Todd Glass. Uh, the great Todd Glass. Right. Friday night he had 
he was going to see Paul Anka. He was doing what he calls Anka Palooza. All right. So you went to the Saban Theater to see Paul Anka, which yeah, I will so tell you in Paul advance. Anka, and he shook Paul Anka's hand. He did. And he went bananas, and, and he, had, he had a great time. I'm going to tell you this about the Paul yeah. Anka show. Two for one tickets. Oh, boy. Oh. They were having a little tough time selling those tickets. What oh. the yeah. F? But that I could not, ha- I could not make ha- it. That is heartbreaking. Had I known Todd Who was do there? you got to be? <laughs> well, I mean, he is 80. Yeah, Yeah, and his fan base has died, right? (laughs) And it's just Todd. That's true. So Todd couldn't do Friday because he's doing Ankapalooza. Yeah. So who'd you have Friday? Uh, A young man by the name of Ocean, and his last name is escaping me, but uh, he's the only Ocean I've ever performed with. And he, I think he was originally from Atlanta, but he lives out here in Los Angeles. And I had worked with him a long time ago at the Laughing Laughing Skull in 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 Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Ocean. Yeah. I don't know if I know that person. Yeah, very funny. Very I'll funny. take your word yeah. for it because I'm just on paper. Yeah. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I just uh, come on, man. First of all, I'm not a fan of his parents. A matter of his parents. Jimmy, you love the sea. I love the sea, but I I didn't name my kid Ocean. No, he's because got a that's tattoo. fucking weird. <laughs> Instead, you got a tattoo of an anchor. Got a tattoo of an anchor. To let people know that it stabilizes me. I uh, and a shark. Let's be very clear right. that it, the shark dumb. was first, then the uh, then the anchor. Yeah. Could it be Ocean Glapian or Glap Glapian? Yeah, I think so. It better be. I mean, how many oceans are doing comedy? It has to be him. Well, I looked up Ocean Comedian Atlanta. So. Yes, yes, yes. That's him. Yes, that's yes, guy. yes, yes, yes. And now he lives out yes. here. Yes. And then the next yeah, night, you had Todd Glass and his bullshit Glass. comedy. No, he was terrific. Come on. He no, he would have loved him. I don't he know. He loved him. Although he uses the, he uses the, what is that little stand that the maestro uses to put the music in? It's a music in? stand. Yeah, the music band. stand. Yeah. Wow, how did I lose that? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, had all the words. Is there a better word for it? Anyhow, he used the music stand, but he, but he was he was acknowledging that he wasn't prepared and it was funny. and. Well, that's his yeah, whole shtick, right? That he's, <laughs> he's flustered and doesn't know where he's at and he sweats. <laughs> Uh, he is, and I, and I listen. We bust his balls because, first of all, great friend of the show, great friend of mine, yeah. And in the top ten funniest people I've ever met in my entire life, yes. Like no yes. question, yes, right. Funny. On and off stage, on and off stage, we just we went out to eat afterwards, and we were just crying. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the first time so I, I had met Todd at some auditions around town, but we didn't really know each other. But and we both happened to be working in Las Vegas different venues again okay. we don't know each other yeah and i went i forget who i was working with i, I think canadians jerry minor not the jerry minor right from here but uh, a very funny uh, comedian named jerry minor yeah i know him he was a really nice guy i used to hang out with it at the improv sometimes on yeah, Melrose. i wish yeah. i could remember. and then i think he moved back to canada yeah and, uh, but a, a really funny guy and so we went to lunch at the food court at the mall <laughs> and we saw todd glass and i said oh there's todd glass and uh, I don't really know. It. Again, I don't know him. I oh, know him, wow. but I don't know him. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you got your tray from whatever food place you got, and then you're supposed to, you know, clear it into a trash can and then put the tray on top of the trash can. Instead, I chose to just walk past and put it on Todd's table <laughs> and keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, it, and it worked exactly like I wanted to. Todd got irrationally mad at it. Mm. Like, who, he's like, who would do this? Who would, do it? Who would, who would just put their... Th- I'm just getting mad. And then he sees it's me and then falls on the floor laughing. So it was like exactly oh, so what you good. want. Yeah. That's so good. And that has started now this thing of whenever we see each other, we, uh, some bit has to happen. Like, yeah. no matter where we are, something, some bit has to happen uh, where we then like try to explain to the other guy how they're doing something wrong. Yeah. And then we... Uh, and then eventually it's like we're doing this for ourselves nobody's watching this <laughs> and then we just say hello to each other uh, we, we have so many running gags well, right? one of our what favorites is the 
whenever he has a doctor's appointment or I have a doctor's appointment, I always say, uh, wait a minute, this is Dr. Vinny Bumbats, right? You see, you, you see, see my guy. You see my guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we, but we take his, his diagnosis very seriously that, right. he, that he says, we, uh, you're ugly too. And I say, <laughs> you're in every position to report that. That is unprofessional. It violates the Hippocratic Oath. And, Love it. and then I told him how I, I, he gave me six months to live, but then I wasn't able to afford his, his fee. And he gave me another six months. And, and, and Todd said, I, I would question that initial <laughs> prognosis <laughs> because it was a, if he's saying that you got another six, it's it's awfully coincidental that he gave you the six months after you couldn't pay yeah. the bill. So we, that's a, that's one of our oh, running gags, and also the the one where Rodney Dangerfield we we're we're actually a concerned friend of his <laughs> how his, for how his wife has been treating him and, and then needs to leave her or at least they should seek couples counseling. Yeah. Maybe he's so a woman who treats him with respect. Yeah, <laughs> Love it. And then when he says he doesn't get any respect, we say, I respect you. <laughs> I respect you. And you can't say you get no respect. Maybe you don't get as much respect as you want. Right. But sort of like if, if Rodney had uh, <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> just And also take, just taking him out of the knees comedically. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come yeah, on, Rodney. Totally Some people do. <laughs> Surely you wouldn't Rodney, have accomplished every, all these things yeah, in your career. Norm, Norm MacDonald <laughs> felt you were the funniest person in your generation. Yes, but and my bit is the thing. <laughs> it doesn't work if you... HBO gave you your own series. Yeah. I mean, certainly some executive must have had no some level of respect how great is it by the way when todd does rodney doing mitch hedberg's jokes oh i don't know that i've seen that or oh, oh my god ask that's, him to do it because it, oh, it is, is it's the is, greatest thing you'll ever see in your life oh that's awesome because the jokes work perfectly yeah it's almost like the rodney jokes really yes they're great. Oh, man. I didn't want a banana. The guy said, you want a frozen banana? I said, I didn't. But then I decided I want a real banana later. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do it, but you get the it's premise. Good, yeah. yeah. I, love, I love rice. Uh, rice is great if you're hungry and you want a thousand or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... Oh, it's so good. And he does the voice perfectly. Yeah, he's yes. so good. And he's got yeah. the rhythm. It, it yeah. is... I, it's one of those things, like, I just want... It's like uh, James... What's his name from SNL? Oh, James Austin. James Austin Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I just yeah. want him... To do his Trump, yes. I just want to throw him topics and yes. watch him improvise and oh, do his yeah. beautiful Trump. Yeah, and it's the same with Todd. I I want yeah. to just sit crisscross applesauce <laughs> and watch him do Rodney doing Mitch Hedberg jokes. Yes, oh my gosh, oh. yeah, he's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. The right. greatest seems high. He's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he yeah he's a, the, I think it was Norm Macdonald who said it. He's the comedians, comedians, comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. That's very well put. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. He's going to—he's going to New York or something soon, right? To do a residency or something. He's got something. I hot think so. Cooking. Yeah, yeah. He works with like a, a band on his live shows, which yeah. is really awesome. And they're all—they're they're all trained to be part of this mm -hmm. wild act. It's it awesome. is. I'm it's jealous so of funny. it. It's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. The guy does the horn and he hits a bad note and Todd <laughs> yells at him. Like it's just. <laughs> It's it's great, and yeah. then, or if Todd will do a joke and it doesn't work, and the guy will just go, wah, wah. <laughs> and it works because Todd's in on it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming by for Ted Glass talk. <laughs> yeah, Gary, we'll see you soon.
I actually have a question about your special, oh, which sure. I also I enjoyed it quite a bit uh, as well. Thank you. Um, one thing I did not expect, I don't think I've ever seen you do this, uh, but I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. You you kind of took a little jab at, at, at Jerry Seinfeld, which it seems oh, like dude. a little, like, unlike a Gary Goldman, like you don't seem like the kind of guy to take a shot at another comedian, but but that made it all the sweeter that you did. Oh, interesting. But how about the joke, how about the, the, the setup to it? Yeah, the you guys from, remember, you remember the other guy who played Jerry? You played really <laughs> Jerry, on Jerry on Seinfeld? Seinfeld. God yeah. damn it. So yeah. good. I, blur, was... I did the part of Blurt Laugh. That's how great oh, it really? was. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, the thing is, if, and I, I don't know if this happened in LA, but in New York, just stories would circulate about how mean he was. <laughs> He's a dick. Yeah. Hmm. To, to every comedian who wasn't in a position to be respected by him or yeah. help him yeah. with like cars or anything like that. And, and he just uh, was cruel, like gratuitously unnecessarily cruel and then fans he's he's very dismissive of i could understand that but he considers himself one of us and he's just mean mm. to some of the nicest people in the in the business and so i i i didn't like him for that and then i got to use him in a in a comparison to my lifestyle of he owns a building in new york city which is true this is i love the fact that he owns a building where he houses about 40 Porsches. Mm -hmm. It's obscene, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yet he won't say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it just and will get mad at you if you do. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And and so I don't care for him. <laughs> History is not on the side of the comedian who gets mad when people swear in their comedy. <laughs> true. It's very true. Yeah, the last guy went to prison. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I had this opportunity to say, because you know what New York City apartments are like? We literally don't have enough room to keep the toaster on, right. oh on the God. counter at all times. Right. And this guy has it. And we're in the same business. And, and, and I make the yeah. point that he's not a better comedian than me. And look, I will say that Jerry is... Uh, is and certainly not $999,999. $111,000. I will tell you, that, you know, I was at Jerry's first special. I was at the lie. I just happened to be living oh, wow. in Pasadena and my brother and I went to see it was shot at the Roxy. His very first, I think it was on Showtime. Yeah. Was that the one where 3D? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were there and we got the little glasses and, and so I loved him. I, I was oh, a yes. huge very, fan. Very funny, clever but in, and seemed nice. <laughs> yeah. But he's not. No. And, uh, and I know it, and, we would do, yeah, I would be at the improv here and it would be, he would sit at the table and just wasn't pleasant to anybody. Yeah, and, and kind of goes out of his way to be mean. And you're like, and we're, the, and we're, the, all the, we're, we're, we're peers. Well, we're not peers. Yeah, but, right. I mean. we're, we're in the same business. The other thing is, as we were talking about Rodney, he really helped a lot of young comedians and he was irascible and I'm sure he, he was not easy to be around all the time, but he did look out for younger comedians and, and you look at Jerry and, and yes, he gave great opportunities to Ellen DeGeneres and Eddie Murphy by having them on comedians and cars getting coffee so, <laughs> so, so they could get their name out there. Yeah. They need a little boost. Yeah. They need a That's boost. Great. So uh, that one with, uh, with Eddie was raw. <laughs> oh boy. Thank you, Gary. Um, I uh, and Gary, look, I've talked about it on the show. I cannot watch that comedian's a comedy getting coffee because I don't like him, and he gets Same. he bothers me. Same. And then somebody will say something funny, and he doesn't laugh. No, he makes he, that odd face <laughs> with the teeth and the yeah. It's, and then he analyzes that, or he also analyzes what they said. Yeah. And, oh, you can make that into a bit. And it's like I just said something funny. Yeah. Right. That's it. It doesn't have to turn into a ten minute bit, dude. 
But the other thing is, for a guy who claims to be thinking about comedy 23 hours and 59 <laughs> minutes a day, the word uh, writer's block, <laughs> something is going on there. Because what has he come out with since, <laughs> since I'm telling you for the last time I'm told he tours with many jokes that he assured us he what was telling you? us for the last time. <laughs> he broke this promise. Yeah. With the, that's my favorite heist <laughs> movie on Netflix right now is uh, Jerry Seinfeld's last special, in which he reportedly <laughs> lifted twenty million dollars from that company. <laughs> what a joke! I will you know, full disclosure. When I said earlier that there's some specials that we watch and get through, and so we don't, we did not get through his most recent. <laughs> We didn't. We like. I. I was like. You know what? He's. He's a. He's a legend, son. That's. Yeah. And we tried, and he just. You know. Because, what alternative comedy did, the best thing it did was get rid of that cadence, that eighties cadence. Yes. And and it it bumps us now when we because it's so unnatural. But you know who could still pull it off is Paul Reiser, because he's got funny. Oh, I haven't in his seen. Bones. The, I haven't seen the Riser since the. I haven't yeah. seen the rise since the nineties. Uh, but he does have funny in his bones and he's lovable. And he's done this show many times. Really? And I saw him recently at Flappers. He was in the big room. We were I, I was in the we were in the small room. We were mm -hmm. doing Never Not Funny. Mm -hmm. Cool. And on my way out, I uh, I popped my head in to watch and I, I emailed him the next day and I just said, I go, God damn it, you still make me laugh. That's because awesome, he, man. He was doing something and it was great that oh, he and I gotta see it. It's the same really he's got his own rhythm. Yeah. And one could yeah. argue, well, it's that 80, 1987 stand-up rhythm, but that's how he talks. Yeah. yeah. He's also an excellent actor. He is. And that helps. Name something. Let's go back to this. Name something he's not good in. Right. right? Going back to Dinah. Uh, <laughs> someone's in the kitchen with. Uh, he's great in Diner. He's great in Ailey. He's great in yeah. everything. Yeah. The Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. yeah. That's not his fault. <laughs> Whiplash. Oh yeah, the dad. Yeah. He makes you so cry good. in Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. He makes you cry in yes. that movie. Where, that's basically an advertisement for McDonald's. The one with uh, Elijah Dushku plays his. Yeah. Bye bye love. Bye bye love. Yeah. He he he's so good. Yeah. And then add to it, he's a great comic. Like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Be bad at. And he's a great p pianist. Yes. And he composes music. And he's got music. a nice voice. Wow. He did the theme to Matt he's about awful. you. <laughs> Get out. Stop. Dude. Seriously, he's like John Hamm. Do something poorly. Right? Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Or that guy, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham is like a genius and musical and funny yeah. and tall and handsome. I don't know him at all. Super nice. Shared a plane with him once to Grand oh, Rapids. Oh, really? Shouldn't be a safe flight. Oi, Grand Rapids. Yeah, we were doing the Gilda Radner oh, yeah, Comedy yeah, yeah. Festival. Oh, that is, a, that is a good program, but Grand Rapids, the not a lot to do after 10 p.m. Uh, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. I want to go back to my hotel room. I'm fine no, I, do, I actually, I like to go back to my hotel room, but, yeah. I, but occasionally I'm hungry and I would like to get grab something to that's eat. That's the big problem. And that's the big problem. Yeah. 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 The Dr. Grins, is that what you do over there? <laughs> That's you what did? I did. I did Dr. 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 Grins. And I remember the manager showing me the the comment cards. Oh, no. And That's I not. Don't, it's cruel and unusual. Mm -hmm. I've never had a manager show me the comment Why cards. Why would they? I have no idea. I guess he wanted to show that he didn't agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were the comment cards all positive? No, they were negative. So he was trying he to. He was only showing me the negative ones. As no. if, look at these idiots. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But exactly. it still hurts. But it's, it's painful. Yeah. 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 yeah, look at how dumb these people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gary, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Why do they think we're 
we don't have this humanity that we're that our feelings get hurt just because we're super funny. You know, it's funny you say. That. I just it, it popped up on the algorithm, the Bill Hicks having the meltdown in Chicago, that famous show that I was at actually, because uh, all the comics would do sets around town, and then we'd go watch Bill Hicks do his late oh. show, and it was always Bill angry i've never seen uh, this fill me in on this oh uh look for it i mean if you okay. if you put in uh, in youtube bill hicks meltdown it comes right up oh wow and there's the full set 52 minute set okay and then there's the 10 minute set of him yelling at a drunk woman and then there's the, the him yelling at a guy for yelling out Freebird, and he just goes <laughs> fuck he goes nuts on these people wow and the woman that he yells at and then he he goes crazy on her with the c word and wow. uh and it's but it's great because she she goes you suck and then he goes he he ignores it and then he goes you know what fuck you no and then he goes nuts on her and then he sits down and he goes you know what why would you say that you know I, I'm a human being I have feelings yeah and uh, and then that but then he immediately goes back to snapping <laughs> uh, it's worth watching last night I got into a I watched half of the full thing and then every one of the ten minute clips. Wow. So I spent about an hour and 10 minutes last night watching Bill Hicks at a show, again, a show I was at with other comedians having a meltdown at the Funny Firm in Chicago in 89, 90, something like that. Man. But it's the point, the whole reason I'm bringing it up is even on stage as he's calling her the C word over and over, he's like, <laughs> I have feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. I got to watch yeah, this. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's worth watching. I've, my friend Tom Ryan, you know Tom Ryan. He's from a Philadelphia comedian. I do know Tom Ryan. He he worked some with with Bill Hicks and, yeah. and has some really great stories. And he was just a he was a good guy. He was he loved, a good guy. He loved comedy and the yes. other comedians. Yeah, and he was generous with his laughter. Yes, which some some big stars they don't want anybody else to get any laughs. Right. And he was mm -hmm. yeah. It's really cool. I did only one show with him ever at Zanies, uh, the downtown Zanies. Oh, okay, and I did fine. Yeah. Wasn't good, but he was complimentary afterwards wow. and he was nice to me. And then I yeah. saw him again somewhere and, hey, Jimmy. And it was like, Bill Hicks remembered that me. Like I was young and comedy. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. What, what blows my mind is that everything he was going to do, he had to do by the time he was 34, right? Yes. And still, he's influential and yes. as good as it ever got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you had to stop my progress at 34. Ooh, oof. <laughs> oh, oh, rough. Rough sledding. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait a minute. How old am I now? 57. And I did my Tonight Show and my special in the early 2002. So how old would I have been? 36? 30, 34. Oh, yeah. Good mm. thing I didn't stop there. Yeah. Because I'm better than that. I'm oh, yeah. Better than those two things. Oh, and that yeah, was. Of course. And you had not even found your, your ideal medium. Uh, correct. Yeah. But I. But at the time, it still was like, I've got my own special, yeah. and I'm on The Tonight Show. The two yeah. things that you want, yeah. I got. Yeah. And little did I know, I was only going to get better. Yes. And if you, if you don't get better, if you don't look back at that and cringe, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. It, and and I'm, very, I'm very grateful that people will write me and say, you're wrong about your special. It's great. No, it was. I'm happy it was. It was great, but it wasn't as good as you could get. Right. Yeah. Wasn't as confident as you could get. Right. And as, yeah, it's it's really something with those old specials there. You've had how many specials now? I think this was my fifth. Yeah, that's five too many, right? Can you say that <laughs> based on what I've seen you do? No, no I, I would say I deserved four the first one I got because I was on Last Comic Standing or something. Oh. I, I guess I had, the jokes were good, but my delivery was, I went so fast. I was so terrified of silence. Where was it at? That I, it was... 
I think it was in Glendale or, or Pasadena, and it was uh, the entire audience was from an audience coordinator. Oh. I didn't have a following or anything mm. like that. And it just, you, you, it was just like going on at the club. You, you had to attack, yeah, or the audience would get bored or stuff talking but only for an hour but you were always a good comic and so i, I could imagine you winning them over fairly quickly i always felt i had the potential to be a good comic wow. but i i look back now and i think man it's a good thing i had a healthy uh case of delusion for a long time <laughs> it's it's what makes that movie king of comedy so difficult to watch because yeah. you can't not see yourself oh, in yeah. pumpkins just a blind devotion and delusion. The only thing is we all worked at it and he just sits in his basement and, and pretends he's on the Tonight Show. Right. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. It, uh, I, I just quoted a, a line of yours from Last Comic Standing to Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh my God. Everybody all right? <laughs> Good Lord. Is everybody okay? You okay, Matt? Yes, I'm okay. Sorry about okay. that. Did your head shrink? Why did those just shoot off your I head? I was just trying to scratch my ear and uh, everything. <laughs> These are a little tight, so they just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody pulled the thing and it just yeah. took it back on you. So were you... Uh, I, I think it was John Heffron. John Heffron had to do the head-to-head -head thing uh -huh. and he got teary-eyed afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. and you and you guys came back to the house and you said something in the lines of uh well you probably want some water to hydrate after that thing <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you I, i'm paraphrasing oh, wow, it badly yeah, yeah 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 but i remember just laughing like crazy at that line like oh. that's what that that house should be nothing but that yeah it's a it bunch was... of comedians it should be nothing but that kind of fun yeah and it wasn't no, it wasn't. It was a. It, it turned into a reality show competition yeah. type thing, and so it, it was uh, myself and Todd doing bits, and then right. everybody else plotting. Or uh, Alonzo was a good sport. He played along with us and did bits with us, and and Heffron was pretty good. But then the Ant Crew, they seemed to be really plotting and, and devising <laughs> yes. schemes. They did and, not enjoy the fun aspect yeah. of being a comedian. <laughs> yeah. They thought we were we were fools. Yeah, you know it's funny. Years and years and years ago, Gary, along these lines, they did a thing in Grand Rapids again. Okay. We're at the Comedy Den and they called it Comedy Camp. Mm. And it was the, I was kind of just starting the headline a little bit. It, the, the, that's the, that size room. Yeah. And it was other established headliners of John Yoder's, you know, uh, 20 clubs that he booked. And uh, funny, brilliantly funny guys like Steve Iatt and Ted Norkey and, uh, and uh, who else was there? Brad Nelson who since passed away. Um, and we would get together, it was Comedy Camp, we would get together at 10 a.m., and we would write jokes all day long. Wow. And then at night, you would do the new jokes. That's cool. And, um, and I needed it because I didn't know how to write. You know, you know I do my horseshit. <laughs> and, um, and there was the group of people who would do that. We would, Brad Nelson and me and, and Steve I, we would laugh our asses off all day long and then go up on stage and kill. Yeah. And then other guys just all day long, like, why are they having fun? Uh, they shouldn't be having fun. Yeah. We have a show tonight. And then they would go up tense, tight. Right. The jokes wouldn't work and they would blame us because we were fucking around all day. It's yeah. Like, You're not having fun as a comedian. Right. Have fun here. We're playing fucking volleyball. Yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a, a, a medium of, of, preparation versus enjoying and, and bringing some joy with you to yes these, mm -hmm. to these things and and yeah i don't i don't understand it but i think a lot of people knew in comedy that they could apply what they applied to engineering or mm -hmm. or accounting or whatever and they were going to try to do that and it's just it's 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 art not math yeah it, it, speaking of art not math i'm curious because there's there's always the argument online and you're a perfect guy to ask this to uh, where some comics will insist laugh per minute is the most important thing in comedy. Oh. And no, right? I don't think so. Have no. you ever accounted laughs per minute? 
No, I've never counted it. There was a there was a comedian in Boston named Don. Well, still Don Gavin. Don Gavin, who had a punchline every seven seconds. Right. So one of my favorite jokes that he would tell, he said, um, "There's a sign at the casino that says if you have a gambling problem, dial one eight hundred gamble." So I uh, I called him up. I said, "Listen, I have a, a ten and a six. <laughs> <laughs> Love it." I worked with him at the St. Louis Catcher Rising Star. But his last minutes were off the chart. They were off the chart. But, yeah. But I don't think, he didn't sit, that That was just how he did That's jokes. That's how he talked, and, and he was fast-talking off stage, and yes. he was he was extraordinary. But last per minute, no. I, if that's I what you're worried about, you're, yeah. worried, you're not doing comedy. It's, you're not, it's silly. It's not organic. It's silly, and you're bringing metrics into it yeah. which is something that uh, i resent in 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 baseball and basketball and, and football the the metrics because yes you'll probably win more games but it's not as fun to watch guys doing things perfectly when there was some some for instance there's never going to be another world be free who or jamal wilkes who shoots the basketball in a really unorthodox manner because everybody knows the perfect motion to have mm -hmm. for shooting and it, it just takes a lot of the the variety out of it no i don't watch basketball were oh, those okay. players names yeah they were names of of players and i could tell right away that you weren't vibing so i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna do that in a little different manner gonna, you're not gonna have a batting stance like a mr Kali Yastrzemski or or, or, a, or a rod carew sure one of the best right because now that they're all trained i guess there is some variety in batting stances but it wasn't like in the 1970s where everybody had their sort of a fingerprint and and yeah. sort of like joe morgan would would flex his his back arm during while the pitching and supposedly he was using that so he could see what the catcher was throwing oh, the signals and 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 mm -hmm. then willie stargell had this whole thing that was both intimidating and and very rhythmic so that that's all i'm saying is that laughs per minute no just i i mean i, I do i also don't think that the end point is you got to kill you got to go up there and you got to kill them <laughs> and i there was this book that jesse david fox who's a, a really interesting mind about comedy he writes about comedy and he has a a podcast where he analyzes jokes called a one good one i think or the good mm -hmm. one podcast mm -hmm. anyhow he's really smart he was talking about giving laughter versus getting laughter and there and there's a there's a difference just in the mindset of the comedian and it, and it's much more pleasant to be with somebody who's enjoying themselves and giving laughter than trying to elicit laughter and it makes you sweaty yeah and and also <laughs> yeah. it, it divorces you from the communal aspect of it it's just you want something from them and it, and it and it it's it's not my favorite form good for you uh, 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 I, I, I would have never spoken to you again had your answer been different. <laughs> right. Like if if I, went, oh, no, that's the most important thing. You got to get 10 laughs per minute. I, I mean, I imagine if when I was starting out, there were bookers, and I know that there are bookers who say you need this laughs per minute. I, I could see myself making an adjustment because I just wanted to get on stage right. so frequently, but I'm, I'm glad that the, the only thing that seemed to be important to the other comedians in Boston was be different from the from the 20 other guys who who are also doing this at the at the same time yeah. just try to be original and you mm -hmm. certainly are the great Gary Coleman. Uh, <laughs> now, Gary, you were out in the hallway. Maybe you heard a little bit of this, but there's talk of Taylor Swift uh, wanting to date you. That's 
That's because you're tall. We were saying you're the you fit the profile. That's interesting. I never knew that that tallness was an asset in the world of of dating. I've you would know I, you're I've, yeah, but I've heard this. But I've I've I, I might be on the too tall side because I'm six foot six, and I think most of the people that that they consider tall are six one or six two, which is nice. Whereas six foot six is a, can be a little bit gawky or or. Mm. Awkward. Yeah, but you hold it well. Yeah. Right? But then you look at basketball players. The 6'6 six, six guys are the guards. Yes. So, like, they look normal. Yes. And then they, they're they really, really freaky yeah. people are the centers. They really do look normal until you stand beside them. You're like, oh, my gosh, this person is, yeah. is immense. Who are your teams? I know you're, you're, you're an East I'm Coast a, guy, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I only really follow the, the Boston Celtics. Oh, you don't, so you're, you don't follow baseball? I used to, and then the Red Sox started winning the World Series, and I and I, I it lost its identity for me. <laughs> yeah. It was it was yeah. rooting for for Charlie Brown to kick the football, and then all of a sudden they're they're not only kicking the football, they're fucking Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to sound like Seinfeld. Is that in the act? <laughs> no. Well, figure it out. Put that right. Oh, really? Put that in the skit. No, yeah, at the same right. time, Seinfeld I, won't let that language. Oh, no, he won't. That's true. <laughs> But you know from doing stand-up, yes, you shouldn't use fuck on every sentence because it, it it loses the impact. Right. But you say it once or twice, and it could be very funny and I'm going to quote the aforementioned Paul Reiser. The first time I ever worked with Paul, uh, somebody said we were in the green room, and somebody said something about fuck. Uh-huh. And uh, well, Paul, you and the guy's trying to relate. It's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Paul, you know, you you know, you probably you shouldn't use fuck and. And Paul said, you know what? Everybody says that. Don't say fuck. Don't say fuck. Don't say fuck. Uh, you won't get on TV if you say fuck. He goes, I'll tell you what. If you're in a club, say fuck. You're on TV. Don't. It's that fucking simple. <laughs> and it's like it's so good. And, and this guy, this comic shrunk because he, he thought he had an ally. Yeah. Because he's like one of these. You've got to be clean. That's, yeah. that's, it's more important to be clean yeah. than anything else. Well, right. Eh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying be filthy and and be you know do that, but if you if you say fuck, you just swear. I mean, that's yeah. just that's that's how people talk, right? Yes, 100. percent Especially in the the cities like Chicago and Boston, there's so much swearing, right? And it's just yeah. And you're in a bar in the south natural. suburbs. I mean, you, yeah, you, you can swear. You, yeah. You, weirdo yeah how are your last that, for a minute doing but that's that, yeah that, <laughs> but that's the greatest point yeah just don't do it when you're on tv how about that it's that simple yeah oh you won't get on tv yeah. oh here's the thing when you go on tv don't say it <laughs> oh, and, i love it and the guy again the guy's drunk and i laughed and then he went, oh that's right mr riser <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fantastic idiot that i was <laughs> Uh, now, Gary, you're wearing a Rush tour T-shirt. Yes. Are you a big Rush fan? I am a big Rush. What's your fan. favorite Rush album? If you had to, Push Come Shove, Grace Under Pressure. No, I I, th- I think I like Vapor uh, Trails. <laughs> no, I, 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 I like Moving Pictures. Like it, it's, it's flawless. The, it's flawless, and I, yeah. I I mean I I I love Twenty One Twelve, and I love Rush, the opening album, but to have limelight and tom sawyer on the same yeah album. and red barchetta yeah and red barchetta is incredible but i also love all the live albums and i and i'm a huge fan of any documentary involving right involving them. Just have you read his book such yet? nice guys yes i listened to it oh you did and then i went to the the theater show that he did with jack black you in, did in la oh yeah my by myself because oh, there aren't there aren't a lot of rush fans in my in my world that's all right and yeah and was that it was the one where they, he, he, they sang was it limelight or, or tom sawyer with dave Grohl on drums or was that some other thing oh that must have been some other place because oh, okay. this was jack black interviewing him oh, okay and asking him great questions but also jack black did this great impression of gene simmons because there's a story of gene simmons getting mad at the rush guys for fucking up 
Gene Simmons' attempt to get laid for the millionth time. And, and Black does a really good Gene Simmons. Oh, and it, was just, it was just, and you could see how much joy Jack was having and, and how comfortable Getty felt. And, and it just, it, it was one of the, the best. Oh, I wish I would have gone to that. Why did I miss this? Because he, there were a lot of pictures and, and from the book and everything, but to see them really large, it was really cool. And then, and then he read a little bit from the book and he does the voices and, and the accents and he's just, uh, just such a lovable, he seems lovable like a great guy, guy right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so talented and serious about the music, but not serious about himself. Right. Yeah. I'm going to give you a number. Okay. And then you have to guess what this number means. Sure. 17. What do you think that number means? I mean, it's... Uh, 17. It may apply. It applies to the conversation we just... Uh, it's the, we it's, be associated, with, yeah. it's associated <laughs> with my birthday. Could it be the number of albums that Rush put out? No, it's the number of times we ask Eddie Lee to do the show and we're told no. no. <laughs> that's, that's the number. He's a huge baseball fan. Yes, and he would... But, you know, 18 is very lucky in in. Oh, try Hebrew. one more time. Yeah. Um, we had when we were coming up. Do you know up on Mike our... Wilner? I don't know Mike Wilner. Okay, so he's a Blue Jays guy. Uh, he was an announcer and and uh, the, uh, he's also a journalist and and podcaster. But he he is a Toronto Blue Jays expert and friendly with Getty Lee. So maybe reach out to him. I got to refriend Wilner on, on mm. Twitter because he's also a great comedy fan. So he's certainly yeah. familiar with your. Okay. With your work. Okay. Maybe he's come to the shows when we've done it. But you were going to say, Matt, when we were. Oh, we were, we, you know, this is episode 3320, so 33rd season, 20th episode. When we were about to do our 2112, that episode, so it was, what, 10 years ago or something? Yeah. Um, we were like, this is the episode we got yeah. to get Getty Lee. And, uh, we tried. Wow. And now, in fairness to Getty, it, it never got to him. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, he didn't say, I'm right. passing. Right. His people did, you know, long before. It, right. You know, and maybe maybe a couple of times it made it past the, the the gatekeeper to the publicist to the manager. Maybe. Right. Yeah. But it, Getty Lee has no idea he was asked to do right. this because I think based on uh, interviews and documentaries and stuff, yeah. I think he would do it in a heartbeat. Me too. Me yeah. too. Maybe go on Instagram. He has Getty. I think it's called Getty Images. Getty <laughs> right. images That's on right. Instagram, and and he seems to interact with people on there. Really? So, yeah. So maybe, maybe try that. But man, I, I, I hope someday I could meet that guy. Yeah, he me too. Really sweet. We've even yeah. tried in Toronto when we've done Toronto mm-hmm. shows. We've tried to get Getty on the show there, and I got his book for Christmas, and I have not read it yet. Oh, you're gonna love it. Great. It's it's really well done, and he's really smart and and insightful, and and it's enough stories about rock and roll and about his life, and I just loved it. Great. And he's, and he's very honest. He he doesn't. It's not one of these things where I'm perfect and and I never fuck up, and he's just really. Really an impressive guy. Great. I look forward to it. Yeah. It's Gary Goldman. Now we talk Todd Glass and Getty Lee. We're talking about the heavy <laughs> topics. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's what we got to do. We got to do this. Yeah. Uh, all right. There we go. Uh, Gary sucks. I forgot to sing that there. And I kind of just said it there. I kind of spoke it. Than anything else, when you speak it, it just seems mean. <laughs> it seems too sincere. Yeah, right. Yeah. It seems real. Yeah, you do suck, Garen. Whereas, suppose when you go, Garen sucks, and then it was ah, it's Yay. fun. All right, now again, this is my son writing the trivia question as he does each and every uh, week for us here on the program. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, off, he's off school today, I assume. He's off school today. And I'll tell you this: we had we had to make a target run 
And uh, he said, what's going on today, Dad? And I said, well, I got to get, you know, we're, do, we're starting to show a little bit late because Mr. Goldman has, you know, a, another uh, thing to do. And he goes, oh, you need a question, right? I said, I go, we need it every week. So. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, oh, I got a good one. Oh, boy. So he okay. was excited about this one. Oh, cool. And, uh, All right. Let's find out what, what makes him get excited about writing a question. Well, it, uh, movies and music. Okay. Movies and music. Oh, boy. All right. That could be anything because of uh, Oliver's head. Uh, Oliver's head. But do, do, do. What kind of music is Oliver into? You know, it's funny. He, um, as, as, as Matt discovered when Oliver was recently a guest on this program, mm-hmm. uh, he's uh, getting very much into the Beastie Boys. No way. Uh, but he really loves, um, he loves up-tempo music mm-hmm. from all eras. But he loves the, the Kingsmen, seem to be his favorite band. Wow. But then he also liked. Uh, he said, "I've got, uh, I've got uh, Rubber Biscuit by the Chips." Dad, you ever hear that? <laughs> yeah. I go, "Well, I know the." I, I and I go, "I know the Blues Brothers Blues version." Blues Brothers version, yeah. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, it's that that song." And then yeah. I go, "Well, do you ever hear? You got any Blues Brothers?" Nope. No. He's got the Chips. He's got. Uh, if you heard the original version first, you would prefer that to the Blues Brothers version. I like the Blues Brothers. I version, love though. the Blues Brothers version because I loved Ackroyd and, and Belushi. You know, people always say that, uh, oh, it's so dumb, the Blues Brothers. The musicians they had are the cream of the crop oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. far as blues musicians yeah. go. Yeah. And then John has a good voice for what we're doing. Totally. And so does Dan. So yes. I don't know them. I don't know why I'm calling right, them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny. But they're, they're from Chicago. Chicago. Danny. They're, they're great to listen to. And it's nothing but joy. Yeah. Macatar Murphy. You got Macatar Murphy. You got Donald Duck Dunn. Duck done. <laughs> Steve Cropper. <laughs> uh, Oliver was quoting yesterday because uh, he does love, uh, it might be at the end of Rubber Biscuit where he goes, uh, he goes, Elwood, I'm his brother Jake. So good. You're in character. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Here's the question. Movies and music. Maybe this is Blues Brothers related. We'll find out together. Mm. I hope it is because I know things about that. Oliver. Here it is. What classic rock song? Uh, oh, this is interesting. What classic rock song is the most expensive song to license for film and TV? The producers of Varsity Blues, 1999, spent $500,000 to use it in a film, and similar figures were paid for its use in Deadpool 2, Daddy's Home, Battleship, and many more. Wow. What classic rock song? Now, I've got, I'm going to go first thought, best thought, and I don't think I'm right, but I'm going to write what I'm writing down. You understand? The, the, those movie titles are throwing me. If, if he hadn't included that, I had a, an answer ready to go. But now I'm like, is this song in any of those movies? I'm trying to remember. Well, you loved Varsity Blues. You won't stop talking about it. Such a fan of Vanderbeek's work. <laughs> television and film. That, Early Vanderbeek. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The pr- Primetime Vanderbeek. $500,000 Varsity Blues to use this song. And uh, no. That seems that seems like high for Varsity Blues. Yeah, it's crazy that the the producers of that film and the studio behind it were like, "This is worth it. This movie right. is going to be so successful. Yeah. We will make that money back, and then some. <laughs> <That's> some. <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make it. We will not have trouble paying this, covering this bill. Will uh, you say the names of those movies again? More please? than happy to. Thank you, sir. Because the other ones are okay. Deadpool two. They got a lot of classic rock in there. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Daddy's home. What is that? That's the Mark Wahlberg and maybe Will Ferrell or oh, it is Mark Wahlberg. No, no, it's uh, Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Well, the first one doesn't have Mel Gibson. I think Will Ferrell is in it. Yes, yeah, Will Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, is, Will Ferrell is, is, marries his ex-wife. Yeah, and so and he's considered kids. soft and, and yeah, yeah. You know, he's the tough. I'm sure in the '80s they would have used the F word to describe that guy. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the character of Mark Wahlberg would have. Right. Oh, and then Mel Gibson's in the sequel as his dad yeah, or something. Yeah, his dad. Yeah. There's a million actors in this town. Why are we? Why are we going that route? <laughs> right. Why do you? We gotta get Gibson. Yeah. Because it'll it'll get us press. Because everybody hates him. Uh, all right. So the, and then Battleship, which is based on the board game, and I remember Rihanna was in it, but I didn't see it. As I tweeted once, I took a photograph of the the new cover of Battleship, which is the based on the movie. So it's a game based on the movie based on a game. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah, that's deep. That's, that's as deep as John Stewart doing his Johnny Carson impression. Yeah, so, or doing his uh, Johnny Carson doing Jackie Gleason. Right. And then when I do it, that's four deep. Oh boy! All right, so you got your movies. Let's take a break. Yeah. When we come back, we'll go around the horn very quickly and then get everybody's answers because we got to uh, we got to wrap this up in uh, the next twenty three minutes. Um, so we got a tight schedule here. Try to get on the road before. Uh, what do you think traffic's gonna be like today? Probably light. <laughs> I don't know. It's out. It's a. Martin Luther King no, Jr. Holiday. holiday. Yeah, so let's hope that. Uh, yeah, maybe. Crossing out my out. answer. Crossing out my answer. Oh, you're going to you're, you're going to your I second wrote guess? something down and I'm, I'm like don't like it. I just decided no. I'm sticking with mine. I'm sticking with it. I think I'm wrong, but I'm sticking with it. All right, we'll be back right after this. Gary Goldman's here. Hey gang, Matt here with some dates for you. Gary Goldman's on Instagram at Gary Goldman. He's also got uh, a new special and a new book. Check out uh, Born on Third Base. That's on HBO Max or Max, whatever you call it. To look for it on that app. It's fantastic. As you've heard on this episode, we all loved it and you will too. And then check out his book, Misfit, which I still haven't read, but I want to. It sounds great. So check that out. And then uh, what's coming up next for us uh, date-wise, uh, Jimmy and I will be at Sketchfest in San Francisco on the 28th. That's a 3 p.m. matinee show at the Gateway Theater with Janet Varney as our special guest. Go to sfsketchfest.com for tickets to that. That will be so fun. And then uh, more immediately, we're doing our live stream uh, tomorrow, if you're hearing this right when it came out. On the 18th at uh, 11.15 a.m. Pacific time, our audio will live stream as we record the next episode of this show. And if you're a tier two or higher subscriber to the Platinum, you can listen in while we're recording, even in the breaks, and call us. Uh, maybe we can uh, talk to you on the phone at the end of the episode. That'll be fun. And finally, Elliot Hochberg is doing Improvised Sondheim with Impro Theater on the 21st. That's Sunday. Uh, 8.30 p.m. show. Improtheater.com is where to get more info, like where to go and how to get tickets. All that good stuff is right there. So do that and enjoy. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something and then Matt responds. And it's very, very never enough, funny Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And uh, look. I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't, it's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So 
Just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates. That's exactly right. By the way, we have tickets for the opera coming up. I'm going to hire somebody to go in my place. <laughs> uh, that is my passion. My passion for the opera is to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Hey, sometimes you find yourself uh, the, the wallet's uh, missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earn-in's there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other, are you, are you at the wild animal vet <laughs> yeah, you could be visiting a, a, a soldier oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is it, here's the important thing Earn-in is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone they're, exactly these are right. not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you Matt. again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n and that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earning app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let's them know who sent you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max c earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolve bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey everybody welcome back to the program this is the program that you've listened to for many years never not funny uh, there's a chance i forgot the name of the show there and i oh had boy. a circle around to find it That's, yeah that may have been what just happened huh. well uh, if only it were written on the walls all over you <laughs> <laughs> i can't stop looking at my face on the wall so i don't i don't i don't see the words <laughs> have you seen that meme that's going around by the way where it's a stack of rocks and it's and it says can you read what the rocks are saying and then it the rocks are, are organized in such a way that it is set, it's it has a I, I'm not going to tell you that what it says. That sounds familiar, but I, I haven't seen uh, it in a while. It is. Uh, it, I don't think it's a while. It, oh, it it's a new one. It's brand new. Okay. Oh, wow. And or it's been around and yeah. it just wasn't in my purview, but now it is constantly. But the rocks say something. Okay. Like there's words in there, like like with the the gaps in the rocks form words. Right. And it's really I don't know if it's real i don't know if somebody made it it just are you saying you can or cannot read the words i i can you can and then once it. you read the words you cannot not see it's so almost, it's, it's like the lady's the face old woman the and the young woman once you see one of them yeah. you that's oh, all you see the one where the, if you look at it one way it's a beautiful woman and you look at it another way it's my penis <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that one and i cannot stop seeing the penis yeah i uh, go there it's gary <laughs> 
And I get excited about it. I go, son, take a look. That's the Goldman. That's the special we just watched. Uh, the kid gets it. The kid likes good comedy, Gary. And he loves your new special. Loves it. Oh, that's nice. Uh, speak, all right, so speaking of Oliver, he gave the question, mm-hmm. movies and music. Again, highly hyped at the Target today. Uh, what classic rock song is the most expensive song to license for film and TV? The producers of Varsity Blues spent $500,000 to use it in the film. And similar figures were paid for its use in Deadpool 2, Daddy's Home, Battleship, and many more. Let's check in with the Pop Culture Beast. He is over there at the Pop Culture Beast. Infodesk. That is sponsored by uh, uh, Kennedy Todd Tees, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, head over to Kennedy Todd. If you use the promo code Pardo, I, what do you get? Free shipping? 15% off? What do you get? I don't recall. You get something. Yeah, probably. See so what the, happens. Use the code Pardo and yeah. let's, let's see what happens at checkout. <laughs> right? <laughs> Roll in the, the wheel. Free shipping, maybe. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's something nice. Uh, courtesy of Kennedy Todd. Sure. Uh, Garen, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. You had a nice weekend? Yeah. Uh, spent all day yesterday watching football games, which might be a surprise what to a lot doing? of people. Uh-huh. Uh, well, Dallas was playing, and don't say that. they're not a Dallas. Well, obviously, that's and why. the Lions were also playing, and oh, Dallas right. and the Lions are one of my best friends' favorite two teams. Right. He was born in Dallas, and we all grew up in Detroit, obviously. Uh, so we watched both games. One well, the Lions are exciting, right? Lions yeah, that was really exciting. That yeah. was an exciting game, and I, I'm rooting for the Lions this year. I think everybody is, right? Yeah, because they've so. not they've not won a playoff game since what '91 or something along those lines. It's been a long time. Yeah, and. Uh, Good for you, Garen. You deserve it. But although they beat the Rams, which is a bummer because you just heard my your, my neighbor has an out. They put a TV outside, uh-huh. and then a lot of people come and watch the game in his in the backyard. And you just heard the deflated uh, oh, cheers because yeah. it was a close game. It was sure a great was, game. Yeah, but uh, like. We live in L.A. I'm not a big football fan, but you still, you still kind of want you feel the pain of the city. When yeah, that you do. Kind of thing happens. You want the excitement for the city, mm-hmm. and then. But I, I also I'm rooting for the underdog. Always. Me too. Always. It, yeah. it was an interesting experience to be watching it with somebody who's a lifelong fan. Yeah. When, and I'm just like, I don't. What does this mean? What does this mean? You know, it it was fun. I had a blast. We're gonna probably do it again next week. But um, I, I have to admit, I got a little caught up in the emotion of it. Yeah. Sure. When I was seeing people on the screen, these dudes just. Sobbing because they're moments away from winning for the first time in 30 years. Right, yeah. got a little, got a little Bernie, sure. a little choked up. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fun. It was a good time. That's good for you. You deserve it. You deserve all emotions. All emotions. <laughs> I, I know you do. <laughs> I, in fact, it was a rare couple of minutes before that that you weren't crying. Yes, exactly. Was, uh, and who's this good person you watch the game with? I watched it with Eric, and I watched it with my friend Ian. Who yeah. Ian is my brother's best friend who moved out here. This is a very long story. He moved out here like a year or so ago, and. Now we're super close. That's right. And what Gary, what you don't know is Garen's only friends with people who have uh, vowels for a first initial. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is a rule. Eric and Ian. Uh, and, and he has one for each. A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> and then he's got a friend named Yvette. Because sometimes why? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. They're on and off friends. <laughs> they're on and off friends. They're not close. Yeah. But they'll be, you know, they're friendly when they see each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garen, what's your guess about this movie? Uh, I had one and then I changed it. Oh. Uh, is he I guessing a movie it. or is he guessing a song? <laughs> I, may, I may have misunderstood oh, the question. Oh, no, you're guessing the song. The My song, apologies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing Bad to the Bone. Bad to the Bone. George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone. Uh, it does fit for all those movies, doesn't it? What's that? I feel like you hear it a lot, so if it's expensive, that would be surprising to me. Thorogood's making some dough. I guess so. Think about this. Even Let's pretend they only, let's say he's wrong. And we are. We're saying And they pay $50,000 to use Bad to the Bone. George Thorogood has made a gazillion dollars oh, from yeah. that song. And that yeah. song is unlistenable. <laughs> no, it's great if you're 15. Like yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 
it's a perfectly fine song for using in a movie. Yeah, I'll agree and with singing that. a karaoke. But they use it so often for trailers. It like, oh, it's oh, lost oh, it's something's happening. Also, yeah. if you never heard blues music growing up other than the Blues Brothers, sure. and then you heard George Thorogoods, you would think, wow, what an interesting concept of a nurse predicting the future of this child. But then you realize, no, that's like a trope that goes back to yeah. Muddy Waters and Robert Johnson, and he's yeah. just ripping it off, and, it, and it's, uh, what is that, cultural appropriation. Right. Yeah, it's another white man still in the yeah. end. Yeah. Not yeah. A very, even the, a very good execution And also this nurse is so unprofessional <laughs> that she could tell right away. Right. From this, he's just a baby, he's an infant, right. and keep it to yourself if that's the case, <laughs> because it's it's bad nursing. It's bad yeah. nursing. Yeah. Bad. She took bad. an oath, or did she? I don't know. Do, do nurses take oaths? I think they do. And also, the, 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 it wasn't just one nurse. All the nurses they gathered, gathered around, they gathered yeah. around yeah. and they're judging this, this little poor kid, yeah. and, and and perhaps he had the colic. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's it. He wasn't bad to the that's bone. That's it was. He was yeah. just in, in, in he was intense g- gastric pain. Yeah. Good call. Now, let me ask you this. You doing that in the act? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. What song do I always think about putting into the act is that song where where the, the whole song is Jim Morrison saying, uh, grab myself a beer when the, at the Roadhouse. He's going to grab himself a beer. I think it's beer. called the Roadhouse. Yeah. And then at the end. Roadhouse Blues. Yeah. Out of nowhere, he says, the future's uncertain and the end is always near. And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this was a drinking song. Not not this existential angst to peace. And that, and now I'm I'm depressed. But doesn't that really get to the core of what drinking is? Oh, seriously. Yeah. So he, no, he kind of nailed something. Really, and I hate that guy, he, but that's that's not. As bad. a reminder, he's a poet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but he should just be rated, and if not, he's a, but he's overrated. He wasn't oh, that. He wasn't Dylan or or John Prine or something like that. But he he the, the brilliant marketing decision to die at twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Who marketing. knows what he would have done, right? What what would have happened? Bloated. Jim Morrison. He had already started. Yeah, it had already yeah, started happening. Already started I think. Started. Yeah. Blo- he blowed up. But maybe he would have become a better songwriter. Like although I I like a lot. I know you and yeah. you and I differ on this. I like a lot of Doors songs. Yeah, me too. And I like the, you know, I, I, I'll watch the doors of the Hollywood Bowl and I watch that, you know, and, oh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's very flawed, but sure. I kind of like that it's flawed. Like I like yeah. that they're not good. Yeah. It's hard to know what he would have become because I, there wasn't really anybody like that. Like you can't say, oh, well, this guy was similar and look what he did. It's like, I don't know who was like him. No one really. Right. I mean, maybe Mick. You think it's close to Jagger? In terms of the the he was sensual, he was sexy, and yeah, and yeah, stage presence wise, yeah, I agree. But yeah. musically, I feel like the Rolling Stones were much more straightforward. Yeah, and yeah, it was like you knew what you were getting. It's rock yeah. and roll music. Yeah, none of that keyboard, none of that organ, fucking that the doors freeform jazz bullshit being shoved down my throat. Oh, I love it. I love it. That Hollywood bull, and he just goes off, and the kids are tripping on acid. It's a good time. Speaking of good times, let's check in with the mayor of Whoville. Hello. Uh, quickly, Ollie, anything fun over the weekend? Uh, not particularly, but I will say I had a very disappointing pick at a blanket from 7-Eleven just before this very program. Oh, I'm it sorry looks- to hear that decision was made to buy it at all. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I got, a, I got a turkey sandwich. That was fine. Mm-hmm. I, got a, uh, I got a cranberry juice cocktail because I wanted that. And then right next to the counter, there were these, you know, full size they look good. hot dog, pig in a blanket. I'm like, you know what? I bet that's delicious. And you want to know what? It no, it wasn't. Wow. That's a shame because you know what? The, the big bite's good. Yeah. yeah. But w- here's the problem is that, and it, maybe I could have figured it out, but it would have required touching it, which once you touch it, you <laughs> bought it. The, the, the bread part, I don't know how many weeks 
that has been there. Oh, it's a little, uh, little, little rough, little, little, little tight. Little mm-hmm. tight. That's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> Solid, yeah, rock, rock hard. That's what I'm looking for. Is that the yeah, one that looks like a turtle man. shell? It looks a little bit like it's a turtle a little shell. overinflated, yeah. kind of like, yes. yeah, yeah, like yeah. a half-blown-up balloon. Which, to me... <laughs> with a little hot dog yeah, sticking yeah. out of it. Which, to me, if that is a fresh uh, uh, blanket... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, then that's delicious, because yeah. that's, you know, sure. fast food, yeah. bread... Yeah. Fresh out of whatever... But isn't it, it supposed from? to be a pancake batter type type thing? Not, I mean, maybe. It's bread. supposed to be the premise, I believe, yeah. yeah. All right, but even oh, I so... Thought it was right. flakier, wasn't it? I thought it was more... Well, flakier. it's not a croissant kind of thing. No, but like... No, it's pigs in a blanket. The whole yeah. point is uh, you got basically sausages uh, wrapped uh, in pancakes, yeah. Yeah. and this is the hot dog version of that. Yeah. But uh-huh. even, even then... Like a hot cake. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of the little, like the hors d'oeuvre ones. Yeah, that yeah. are just a little. Oh, the d'oeuvre, yeah, those are yeah. those are it's flaky, like a, but that's a that's a whole different animal. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I think of pig. What you're describing no, is just I a corn dog I badly. But the original pig in the blanket was a, and and if you're gonna go full size hot dog, you don't need to go that that little flaky yeah. pastry thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Not a, I think you shouldn't use d'oeuvres. a full size hot dog with a pig in a blanket. That's not even. A, now we're talking hogs. This is a hog and a no. I, I like it. I like it as an appetizer. <laughs> it's a hog and a comforter. As well. yeah. Hog and a comforter. That's the name of your new special, Gary. You got it. Uh, all right, give us your guess. All right. Well, I was trying to figure out. Something. Sorry that you had a bad experience. With <laughs> hey, look. I just uh, that was what I shared. Um, I was trying to think of a band for whom you know music isn't necessarily as common, but maybe it would be used. And a couple things occurred to me, but this is the one I landed on: Lust for Life. Lust for Life by Iggy Pop. Correct. Because I remember it was... From Train Spotting. Yeah, very famously used in Train Spotting. Yeah. Well, it was also, eventually it was used in like, I don't know, a, a, a cruise ship commercial. Yes, yeah. It was. And so, but it was like a big deal when that happened. So right. that's kind of what made me think that maybe that was appropriate for all of those movies. I'm going to say this. I'm going to use like a, a, a social media trope. Yeah, yeah. Tell me you didn't see Battleship without telling me you didn't see Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad that guess is. Well, but I didn't see Battleship. No, they're true. not using that song in Battleship, dude. I'll tell you that. I don't yeah. think anybody saw Battleship. I yeah. saw it, sir, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was not great. I did see it. D5. They they introduced yeah. alien. It was about aliens. It was yeah, an alien, alien invasion. Underneath the US. Was it as good as Gnip Gnop the movie? <laughs> I don't think it was. Her plunk? <laughs> Pick up sticks. This September. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, the act. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt, what do you got? I I struggled this mightily. That I, I I wrote down my first thought and then I didn't like it. I crossed it out, but I couldn't come up with anything better. So I went with Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven, oh, great boy. Zeppelin classic. I was just kind of thinking of like I you know don't for hear a, that in any movie. I know that's yeah. why it's a bad guess. No, but, no, but it, when it, it means it, rocking, it means it's rare and. Well, here's Which the thing. Which means it's probably too expensive. For, right. for a long time, Led Zeppelin didn't let anyone use any of their music yeah. anywhere. But then... Here comes Varsity Blues. Here comes Varsity <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, in that great Cashmere. But yeah. he actually says side two of Led Zeppelin 4, but Cashmere is not. I think yeah. it's on physical graffiti. So it, something was, a, was off or it's in a... Just a gaff, but it's I remember great scene. Um, great scene, great scene. School of Rock. They, I remember oh, yeah. hearing the story about how Richard Linklater like went to them directly and was like, "Please, we wow. gotta have this." And he like explained what the movie was, and they're like, yeah. "Okay, oh cool." And um, but it wasn't Stairway. It was a I forget which song it was. Rock, rock and roll. roll. 
Black Dog. That was we almost, that was a jinx situation. Black oh yeah, dog. immigrant song. That is immigrant, immigrant song. song. That's yeah. the one that, that was in that Come movie. From the but so, <laughs> so for, for my That's answer in to work, Thor two. The, or <laughs> yes, Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. in Ragnarok. Yeah, yes, yeah. For, yeah. But for my answer to work, Varsity Blues had to come out right after School of Rock when they kind of go, okay, maybe it's not so bad to let yeah. our music be in a few movies. Yeah, Cut no, to five good. years later, they're like, Battleship, great, let's do it. Give us the five hundred k. This is good thinking. It's a lot of money. What do you? What was your guess, Gary? I, I assumed the Beatles are the most expensive. Clear, and I thought the the most expensive amongst them because I don't remember ever hearing this in any film or movie is is yesterday. Interesting. Mm. I was going to guess you guessed that. That was what was happening in my head. Really? Because I like that guess. I wanted okay. to say "Come Together." That was my oh, Beatles that's, guess. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's been in movies. Feels yeah. like a movie song. Yeah, there so, was also that movie that was entirely Beatles covers. Oh, that's right. Oh, Across the Universe. No, no, no. The Sean Penn one. I am Sam. I am Sam. Sam. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was. was, that was and then there was covers, also covers though, so that probably isn't. And then there's also the movie Yesterday. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good movie. I like the movie. Yeah. You got yeah. no problem with it. Great yeah. premise. Got no yeah, it was that. really, really fun idea. Uh, all right, I went, uh, I, and I'm not happy with my answer. I went with the, the very obvious Layla. I went with the very okay. obvious, mm. the overused Layla. Yeah. So, right. so just so I can go on the record before you tell us the answer, the other bands I thought were maybe Rolling Stones. Mm. Too, yeah. Because yeah. It, before, uh, what was it? Jumpin' uh, Jack Flash. <laughs> no, no, well, no, be, before the uh, CSI oh, yeah. was that. It was like a That's big deal. Who, yeah. Oh, The Who, I'm sorry. That's, That's what the I meant. Who. The who. Um, and then also, I thought Helter Skelter might be a possibility. Yep. Oh, interesting. Well, that's the Beatles as well. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I crossed out Born to be Wild. Oh, by Steppenwolf. But that gets used a lot, right? It does yeah. get used a lot. There's no way that's $500,000. It gets used Steppenwolf as... Steppenwolf says, go it, ahead it gets used, used, Usually in the same movies <laughs> as Bad to the Bone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nickel. God. You, know, you want to use it? Go ahead. Just let me let me, let me get a free ticket to see it. <laughs> that's, that's how John Kay handles that business. So was this your gut choice, by the way? This was just my first thought was Very Layla. That, that, that's it. I right. just um, and I and I don't think it's right because it's so overused. But you know what? Maybe I thought, that's how the blues do it, man. The varsities. Maybe I thought for for Rolling Stones, I was thinking maybe Satisfaction because I feel like yeah. you don't hear yeah, it a lot. Satisfaction movies, was my, my but it's backup. a huge yeah. It's well, huge let's find out yeah. together. The answer is uh, you know what? We don't have a winner, okay. and he's and he's right. I mean, I know he's right that clearly, <laughs> but I mean, it's right in that you now know, like when you hear this, you'll, uh, it's uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Oh, oh damn it. I ACDC was, occurred to me. Back in Black was in my head too, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't well, have, I would have been wrong. Where I, do I, they get to the big balls hey. to ask for that much money yeah. for these unimpressive? It's crazy, right? Yeah. Because I swear to God, you hear Back in Black all over the place. Yeah. Sure. So that can't be Thunderstruck. A... Yeah, and it's not like they had any artistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear? Have you heard that story? I forget which guy it was, but uh, let's just say it was Angus Young. Someone was like, oh, this guy's, all those guys are just like four chords and whatever. And he's like, excuse me, sir, we only play three chords. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go around the horn. With you. What was your bet? So now it's the lowest. Yes. Yeah. The lowest bet wins. Garen. 24. 24 with the, with the Sutherland. Oh, yeah, I'm getting down to the felt. 25. 25. Damn, I also went 24. 24. I liked movies. Same I liked 24. Some. I can't Jesus. believe I'm winning with 19. Oh! Wow. the Hardcastle. That's crazy. And uh, I went five dollars. My the lowest bet is nineteen. We all felt good. You know music. I, I know. know movies. Garen yeah. knows movies. I'm, Elliot, I'm for, I've seen a movie. <laughs> Full disclosure: that was the highest number I had. If wow. I had twenty five, I would have gone. 25. If you had said what ACDC song, I wouldn't yeah. have. We guessed still wouldn't have got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A good point. Right. Yeah, we would have had. You shook me all night long. 
I can't just, I, I, I didn't want to cut it off like in the middle of the word. That's the premise of this is that you stop it exactly well, like right it, when I say to do it. The other thing is I was looking over here with volume and I couldn't get my finger over there fast. I'll this accept is, your apology. This is yeah. I will also accept it when you write it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's whiplash rules. You got to be on his tempo. Come on, dude. We talked about Riser earlier. Yeah, that's fair. What? <laughs> He's in whiplash. Riser's in whiplash. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. Yeah, I say a lot of things that don't make sense in this show for comedy. <laughs> Maybe everybody in this room should remember that from time to time because I'm sick of it. Jesus. Oh, here we go. $5. We pay this out, Joker's Wild Style, Gary. I'm going to put my hand out and we're all going to count to five by fives. Okay. And here we go. And, and five. five. <laughs> Thank you very much. I love it. I'm going to put this in my pocket with the rest of my money. And, uh, well and, and then I'll add that to Get the... yourself a pig in a blanket. <laughs> I might. Don't. Don't. I've been told not to. Okay. $2. Have I ever done my hot mic bit, uh, Maury from Tuesdays with Maury, with you guys? No. no. But please. Let's hear it. Okay. All right. This is Maury caught on a hot mic. Ah, oh, fuck. It's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he hated it when that guy would come on. Just pump him. He knew he's, he's going to fucking use me for this. Look, I'm going to be long gone. He's still going to be riding. He's not a good writer. <laughs> He's not a good writer. You don't like, he's from Detroit, right? Is that guy from Detroit? Yeah, but he's a sports writer. They write for seventh grade, right? <laughs> seventh grade level. There's been like five sports writers who write higher than that yeah. level. Do you know Joe Posnanski? He's a, I know a the name. great baseball mind yes. and, and a great writer. He'd make a great guest because he's also pop culture and baseball, football, and, and yeah, and super nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Posnanski. Posnanski, yeah. He's, he's, What's the guy's name with Maury? I can't pull the name. Maury Allen? No, the Tuesdays with Maury. So no, who's the, the writer? The guy that wrote oh. it. Oh, oh Mitch Album. Mitch Album. Mitch Album. Yeah. Mitch Ab album or Album? Album. I think it's A-L-B-O-M. Oh, but, oh. Yeah, it's Album. Because I, I, he used to do radio. He might still do radio in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I knew just, him from I, that. I just picture him ever since then trying to find somebody who's, who's dying that he can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. Uh, all right. Gary. The special is called Born on Third Base. Yes. I've said it. I'm going to say it again. It's flawless. It's great. And everybody should listen to it. <laughs> okay. I mean that sincerely. And everybody should see Gary Goldman live if he comes to your city. I mean, enough mm -hmm. of the bullshit. Thank and you. And then, of course, we will send you money if you go up to him and say, we are the reason he's there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, You're not I, supposed to hear that part. I no, should. I, lo I, I uh. love that. Because, because they're, without exception, they're always really nice people. I'm like, oh, if I lived here, I'd be fr try to be friends with that person. Because you would be friends with the fans of ours? Yeah. No, they're the, they're the enemy. <laughs> but, they're very but nice. Do you know that I also wrote a book them. this year that came out in You September? wrote a book? Yeah. 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 It's called Misfit. Yeah. And, uh, Misfit. I, I guess I thought, that's why I said earlier, I yeah. thought you were in town, but you did that last time you were yeah, in town with the book Yeah, I did that last reading. time I was in the book. Yeah, Where'd the you book, go? Book soup? Book, book promotion. No, I just signed books with a, a bookstore, like came to Largo and, and oh. distributed them and, and I signed them after the show. But also if you see me on the road and you bring the book, I'm happy to sign it, after, to sign the, it. after the show. Well, you sign, you'll sign yeah. anything after the show. Yeah. Tits? Of course. But I, I think that some people don't know whether they should bring the book. Should I bother bringing the book? If they bring it, I'll sign it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a great thing to have to sign. Like, yeah. yeah, it really is. It's better than a CD because people don't play those anymore. Yeah, they're collectible. And people. I don't just sign my name. I, I ask you your name, yeah. and then I write something nice to you, and occasionally I'll draw. What if they don't want that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to resell it. <laughs> yeah, they put your signature. Oh, uh, well, that's worthless now. That's what they say. <laughs> No, that was a waste of $25. I don't know what you charge for your tickets. Probably more than that, right? Um, You're at those theaters of yours? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, 
they're not huge theaters. Some place I can sell three hundred tickets. Some places twelve hundred and twelve hundred. Yeah, good for that's, you. Yeah, it's pretty good. You deserve it. Oh, thank you're you. You're one I of the best. I mean that sincerely. I, I appreciate that. That always meant so much to me because I I have always admired your work I, and I know you have good taste in comedy and you don't bullshit and and yeah. That's uh, uh, first of all, thank you. And and uh, I should tell you, you uh, it's honest. You and Matt Reif are the top two. <laughs> You're my, you're my I'll guys. tell you the funniest thing, and he didn't mean to be funny. Was uh, I was told that at the end of his show, he says, "Just a crowd work comic," and then he drops the mic, which I think is the like the tackiest thing I've ever oh, heard of in my life. To drop a mic, I mean, seriously, I don't know unless you were doing it ironically. To drop a mic is just one of the can, 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 grossest. It's also awful. Tackiest. It's just, awful. It's, just it's so tacky. You are not. Mic dropper. I, I I want to pile onto this as a person who's in a lot of tech. Unless you buy your own mic and speakers and Thank bring you. them to the venue. Thank you. It, it's not your mic to drop. Do you know? Because it'll that, break and it can break the speakers. Do you know that after the end of the Sermon on the Mount, <laughs> not even Jesus dropped the mic. He didn't even do it. No. And this is a guy who he delivered the Beatitudes. He mm -hmm. threw in do unto others. If anybody had the right to drop the mic yeah. at the end of that performance, it was it was your Lord and Savior. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And he held onto the mic because he knew the tech person was going to have to. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. yeah. He was a good man. He cared about others. Yeah. Dude. Martin Luther King Jr., whose day we're celebrating today, yeah. he did not drop the mic at the end of the Never. I Have a Dream no. speech. In fairness, he didn't do crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> That gentleman's name is Gary Goldman. Uh, follow him everywhere. Is Where are my Pentecostals at? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting this program. It means a lot to us. On behalf of the Pop Culture, please look him over there. There's Gary Cockrell. Behind Video Village, Elliot Hopper, the Hunter Matt Belknap, and our great friend Gary Goldman. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We will see you next time on the podcast, AK-47, Gone Not Forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny, a sag After podcast, is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2024, Never Not Funny, LLC. 